A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Look what we got here, another little birdie wanting to fly. Hey, hello and welcome to CORE. This is CORE for August 10th, 2023. It is a Thursday night. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger and we're here to talk about video games uh, and, and a real big video game in particular we'll be talking about today. Um, but I saw something this week that I that begged a little bit of a question I want to start with uh, us off with today. Uh, do video games being handled wrong in television shows? I saw a TV show where the video game was was there and they and they used it in a way or played a thing that didn't exist on the hand on the console they were playing it on. Whenever anything like ha- that happens in a TV show or a movie, it totally puts me off in the movie and pisses me off. Sometimes they get it right, but most of the time, they it's an afterthought. The directors aren't gamers. They don't think about it. They're just like, ah, put Doom on there in the 90s, and some guy's somehow playing Doom on a fake console that doesn't exist on his television before there was any console uh, versions of Doom. It's like anachronistic, basically. Yeah, I hate that. It drives me up a tree when they do this. So I was curious if I'm the only one. Is this a dumb, nitpicky thing when you see nope. um, Jesse Pinkman playing? What was it? Uh, Rage was with a light gun. Oh, that's right. <laughs> see that? I, I'm not. I'm not saying that this ruined Breaking Bad because it's still one of the greatest shows ever made. But could that's you have just inducing? Just take a second, you know, and talk to somebody on the staff or the crew. Somebody there plays games. There's no way you well, could. You know. They did know that for Breaking Bad. It's maybe not the best example, but they actually got it to make a version that would respond to the light gun. Right. So that was a real thing. That was a real game. That was Jesse's rage. He was playing it with a light gun. Yeah. They did it because they felt to tie it into where Jesse's head was was because he had killed somebody. Yeah. They wanted to have it to where instead of a controller, he actually had a gun in his hand. Yeah. So. 
I can forgive that. Like, that's the thing. That stuff is okay with me. Like, there's this weird, there's this weird thing where it's like, okay, clearly there was a storyline reason for it. It wasn't just like the video games. And there's a ridiculous where it's like, you know, you've got a you've got a PS4 controller controlling an NES or vice versa or something like no. that's so disconnected. I It doesn't even bug me. It's just like, but, OK, you, you don't know what you're doing. Uh, mm-hmm. There's this weird sweet spot in the middle where it bugs me, which is like the one that always comes to mind for me is Tony Soprano playing Mario Kart <laughs> with AJ Soprano. Yeah. And they're very clearly playing Mario Kart. Yeah. They talk about it. But the way James Gandolfini holds an N64 controller and plays it is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. And it just lives in my head ever since I've seen that scene and someone talks about video games being displayed weirdly in media. That's the scene I think of. Is that right there? It's where it's kind of right, but also wrong at the same time. Okay, fair enough. Bo, you were going to you were adding to that. What were you going to say? Oh, well, we sort of moved on, but I was just going to say they. They could have totally found a, a, a game that worked. It didn't have to be Rage. It could have been Area 51. Oh, yeah. Or they could have done that. Or, yeah. or House of the Dead. The or Virtua <laughs> Cop. Like, why did it have to be Rage? Like, that would have been... People would have been like, oh, shit, I played that at the movie theater or something. Like, everyone's like, Rage? There's yeah. a light gun version of Rage? I don't know. I, I yeah. John's right. It's, the le- it's not that egregious, but it's still... I would have you know been more excited to see area 51 personally yeah. I watched, than anything else sometimes i see something that's known for getting tech right like i watched an episode of uh black mirror recently and it was an older episode that i hadn't seen yet but it was the one where they kept escaping into this fighting game and then the characters in the game fell in love but the guys playing oh, yeah, the games I did you see, see that, that one yeah yeah. That that game's fine. Like that isn't my problem. Even the leap of there's a little thing you put on the side of your head and it makes you go into virtual space or whatever. I'm fine with that. These are all leaps that make sense to me. Sense to me because that's the point. Let's take a leap with technology. But when he's not playing that game, he's just playing Tetris Effect on a PlayStation Four. And I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> he's, into, he's into old video games. <laughs> he was playing retro games. That was going on. It's either like roll your eyes back in your head, virtual reality or Tetris effect on the PlayStation four. Those are the only games they have. Yeah. They just don't get that stuff right. But anyway, it took me out of something I saw recently. I'm not even going to say what it is because right now it's very popular and I don't want anyone to not like it because it's very good, but it threw me and it made me think we could ask it here on the show. I also put up a picture. It's a pretty, it's a pretty serious crime though. Honestly, showrunners, since you're listening to our show, since you don't have any shows to make right now, You're out there on the picket line checking out core. Get yep. your video game shit right. There's no excuse. It's 2023. Yeah. It's not like uh, it's not like oh my kids play that. It's like yeah, you got no excuse. So in this this Tony Soprano thing, he's just thumbing the middle stick. <laughs> it's one hand, one, one hand. hand on the stick, and he's not holding down gas. Where was gas on this? Where where was there a trigger for gas? I'm, I don't know. Maybe that's it. Maybe he just is all gas and like joystick he does well i mean this brings there's this no opens break up a, there's no hopping it's just uh i mean this th- this opens up a side tangent because that's also true for musical instrument playing yeah like there's a reason when someone's playing the piano and it's the person the actor can't play the piano they don't show the hands or they cut to a disconnected pair of hands that someone with someone who can play the piano doing it you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah. Unit, unit b or whatever they call it the second unit takes care of the hands yeah. But every now and then they get a guy who's going to play guitar and just hold it. And like that, that came up in the Barbie movie, <laughs> Ryan yeah. Gosling, 
He knows what a G chord looks like. Yeah. He can play a C chord. Sure. Simu uh, Liu or Li, Liu? Sorry, Simu. Simu Liu. Um, Simu. Whatever. I, yeah. It is. If yeah. I think it's him, maybe it might have been another actor, but I think it's him. Just has his fingers on the strings. Yeah. No chords. Yeah. He's strumming with one hand. Just like. Yeah. Uh, learn a G chord. You know, just a little bit of, of extra realism. Not realism, but just like a little extra. You thought of this like detail. You know. I, I mean, most it. people, it doesn't bug them because they're like, wow, guitar playing magic. But when it's not magic to you, like with the Mario Kart and Gandolfini, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's you're like, I, I'm so pulled out of this movie right now. Like, Yeah. And he's holding up. So I'm looking at the actual instructions here. Not instructions, but the layout of the controller. You accelerated with the, I guess that's a B. No, that's A button. The blue and- A button. Uh, and you broke and you braked with so you didn't use triggers. I couldn't remember how yeah, that worked. So he's not. There's nothing happening. No. I have another note for Hollywood he, while yeah. they're listening. Okay. Um, people who aren't that great at video games, if it's someone like Gandolfini and they're playing games a little bit, but they don't play a lot, yeah. they also don't hold their hands still. The number of noobs that go like this, yeah. or like this with the controller while they're playing, yeah, that's how you play. That's how an intermediate plays where they can play, but they have to do unnecessary motions because they're over i don't know why they do it actually my mom does that i give it to my mom that's how she plays and says no she knows no other way in fact you should just they should take those people don't give them old controllers because they'll do this with sonic or whatever you you give them you give them you go right to gyroscopes and vr and things where your movement does matter right then they're all in they're just already doing it Surprisingly, with a smartphone you skip to it seemed like way too much tech for him but it actually came back around to where he could understand exactly so he knew basic phones (laughs) then he didn't understand it for a while and then he understood smartphones so there's there's a gap there yeah just push the phone symbol and type the numbers in you're good or or it's fine if james gandolfini is only holding the one middle prong of the controller and holding down the stick because on the screen his car's not going anywhere what makes that okay is if his son goes dad you're not you're not even pushing the gas or you know give me some of that because then you Mm. both illustrate that dad doesn't know how to play this game and he's frustrated and doesn't really want to do this, but also the kid's smart enough to know that this isn't actually working. Then you would have had me. So I have to kind of skip uh, that episode. I can't watch that scene. Bugs I'm going gonna, gonna to tell you what bugs me more than any of this, though. Mm. Uh, because there is one thing. doesn't matter if you're presenting the game well or poorly or what you're showing. Yeah. There's one thing that will kill any TV movie portrayal of video games. What's up? That's when people mention the word points, <laughs> something that has not been in the gaming lexicon uh, yeah. for a long ass time. Mm. But you always have it in a crime show. It's like, I think our perpetrator was a gamer. Mm. Why would he do something like this? I don't know. Probably trying to get a high score. Yeah. Get some points. Get it's some like, points. shut the hell up. Nobody talks like that. No one ever Nobody talks like that. Well, that. You're, you're right, but. Sometimes there are still cringy people out there who do. You know what well, I mean? Yeah, but I if you're trying to so much, if you're trying to make oh, it look it like they me. know what they're doing and then they start talking like that, that's when I check out. It's just like, no, you yeah, guys. I mean, I hate it too. I'm with I'm with you guys, but sometimes I'm like, eh. yeah, this is like you know what it's like. It's like a doctor watching ER. That must be excruciating, or a cop watching NYPD Blue. Like they, I'm sure they get some things right, but I'm sure most of the time you're just like rolling your eyes. That's not how we interrogate. That's not how that works. There's a whole process. You don't just walk into a detective office and go, my purse was stolen, and then have a whole story about it. Like, I am sure they cringe at those things. So that's just us. 
we love games. We're into it. We know what's up. So when we see stuff like this, we just we just cringe. Hire us, like Bo said, Hollywood. You got a moment here where you can chill and relax. Hire us. We'll be your on-set. Uh, what are they called? Um, consultants. 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 We'll yeah. be your consultants, and you'll say, "Ah, oh, what's this?" And John will go, "Well, uh, what you got there is uh, your XP bar." Let me explain how you know you can actually get some shit done because the future is now. Video games are here. You're gonna have them yeah, in your shows. Maybe- you know, maybe don't call us. I, I'd like to get paid. <laughs> yeah, we'd like think, to get paid. I think a living Frog Pants is a better payer than than some Hollywood firms. I saw an article that someone who wrote on Suits got paid two hundred dollars in residuals lifetime. Oh my lord! I'm like, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty bad. <laughs> I'm like, oh no wonder they're on strike. <laughs> anyway, I read, I read one where the dude who is the head writer for uh for the Bear, this hit show, the Bear. Which everyone loves, and all they just everyone talks about it constantly. That guy's barely making ends meet, and right now he's kind of screwed because they're on strike and he can't do anything. It's just like pay a living wage, yeah. and these but people they're, go, they're, they're, "We'll they're, have the actors pay it." Who do you think these? And they're not all Tom Cruise, you dummies, you weirdos. Yeah, mo- most actors make under minimum wage. I think I've talked about this before. <laughs> like, yeah. there's more than fifteen actors. There's fifteen actors who make a pile, or maybe sixty, who make a shit ton of money. And the rest of them uh, don't work every year. And when they do, they get barely anything. And uh, they give it all up to entertain you. So yeah, and the people They're not asking you to do anything. They just want the, the other people to share some of their, their riches. Because Netflix is making millions, if not billions. Like, come on now. Billions. It's crazy. Yeah. And they yeah. have the people, crazy, the people with all the money. You don't know who they are. And they hide. They, they're like, they're not the face of anything. It's kind of a strategy. Because like, if you don't know oh, who the CEOs I, are, it's I like. I saw something about the Netflix stuff. By the way. I know this is really tangential to what we were talking about. Yeah. But um, apparently, someone who was working on one of the shows when they were budgeting their show after it gets approved was put money in for writers. And it's like, oh, we don't hire writers. You just hire them like freelance. And you hire four of them. And pay them nothing, and then you hire other people to do the scripts, or like no continuity, right? Like, no, like touch them up. The idea that you bring up like the writers, like Breaking Bad has like the same writing team throughout the thing, right? Yeah. Imagine just randos on Fiverr. So I guess just go on Fiverr, find some script right, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Like so, like that's it explains a lot about what's going on with overall their content in general, yeah. and they pay them nothing. Yeah, it's a mess, and it's sad. Like you got to compensate those guys. You. I don't know. Yeah. We could just not have TV. Like maybe everyone just stop. Let's go on strike for like 10 years. Let's not write or act in anything. It'll all be reality TV again. Like they did last time this happened. We're going to get a, we're going to get a bunch of that. Thankfully we have a ton of backlog right now. So you have lots to go through, but at some point, if this goes long enough, you're going to have a big gap. And in that gap, they're going to be like the real house husbands of, of of Tucson, Arizona, or some bullshit. Oh, you, oh man! You <laughs> oh man! John knows enough about Tucson to know this is a bad idea. Well, bad I, I mean, Tucson's bad. I what you want to tune in for is the Real Housewives of Sedona, Arizona. Just watch a bunch of people healing each other with triangles and rocks. Oh my gosh, no, thanks. That'd be amazing. The Salt the Salt Lake <laughs> one is a big one here, and everybody sucks in that show. And I don't want more reality TV. It's it's a it's a scar on our butts. So get this worked out, Hollywood. Make it happen. Uh, it'll have a trickle down effect on uh, voice actors and people in the games world. You know, it's right now those people are on strike that do a lot of game writing and game acting. Same problem. 
No one's talking about oh, this. But well, yeah, hang on. That's no good. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, they, uh, they're mostly unionized in the game space. Yeah. So if you're if you're a SAG, I know after acting, a, but writing. If you're writing? a SAG after or or a writer, a WGA writer, affiliated writer, and you write for games or you write for film, you're striking. I think across the board, as far as I know, I think it's all connected. If I'm wrong about that, somebody write in because I'm I'm no expert and I only know. I know they're users. making exceptions for certain things, but it's still a process. Like, um, you know, if you uh, like, I'll give you a weird example of where this strike is taking place. If you're a fan of watching uh, react content on YouTube, people who react to movie trailers and television shows and movies. Yeah. Um, a lot of those people have stopped producing content yeah. because guy sag after guidelines say don't promote stuff during the strike yeah. and most of them will listen to it yeah so it's kind of crazy what the trickle down effect will be um for this sort of thing it's gonna be crazy it yeah. sucks yeah like like you know it's kind of their problem to deal with and i hope it goes well for them but at the same time it does ultimately suck for us too yeah like it will get back to you i know a lot of people that just sort of have the eh, whatever kind of attitude but it, i've been through a writer's strike before and yeah. it gets to a real ugly place and the worst part is how long it takes to come out of it too because it makes it feel like the writer's strike goes on for like eight years yeah. longer than the yeah. strike actually did because it takes a while for everything to spool back up again. So you're like, wait a minute, I thought the writer's strike was over. Why is Lost still an awful TV show? And it's yeah. like, ah, oh, writer's strike. Yeah, you know? it took a while for, for, yeah, that took a long time. The 2011 one, I think it was, that took forever to reset and, and yeah. feel good again. So now we kind of have a glut, but that won't last if this goes too much longer. But um, I don't know, maybe I... I should. I probably should ask Liam because in his case, just, think of it this way: Critical Role's got their stuff that they do for themselves. I don't think that that's affected. But playing a game, it's yeah, not a, basically, yeah. Like a, and I don't know if you know Matt Mercer writing content for his DM work is considered crossing that line or not. I don't know how that stuff say, works. I, I would say no. You're prepping my the game. guess would be they probably had to get permission. Like again, Liam will probably say, um, but. I, my guess would be they had to find out if it was okay and got approved. Right. But then they've got their whole critical role thing on prime, which is a full animated mm -hmm. series with all of the connections that you would normally have to regular producing, writing, acting and everything else. I'm guessing that's on hold. It would have to be because that's part of the, so. yeah, I mean, that's production stuff. So, I don't but know. it also depends on when it was done. Like a lot of this stuff, uh, like right now, my feed is filling with uh, from the new Ninja Turtles movie, The mm. Mutant Mayhem. I'm seeing all the like press tour stuff from that. Yeah. A lot of that stuff has been shut down and actors have been told not to participate in that. In this case, it's coming through because it was all finished prior to right. the writing uh, strike. So they're allowed to do it. Yeah. So there are there are exceptions. There's also movies in production because they uh, the production is adhering to the requests that are being made and they will allow that for some smaller independent films. Like it's right. kind of crazy. Yeah. It's just, it's just nuts. But the, the net result is the content is slowly going away. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yep. getting bad. Yep. Then it's reality shows. So we'll be a reality wonder, show. We're going to follow I wonder us for the gaming, gaming space. You could have people who are 
functionally writers, but have titles like creative officer or something like that. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder how you know if you're not part of the union, I guess, and you write, then you don't have to strike. Like it's only if you're a union member. Yeah, I don't think it'll yeah. affect you other way. I, but I just know there's a lot of crossover there, especially with big titles like, I mean, hell, uh, Final Fantasy 16 wouldn't have had Sid. Um, as portrayed by what's his name because he's a guild member. Uh, but the, we'll get some weird localization. It'll be Japanese actors speaking English. <laughs> Great. You can get the Dyson <laughs> Sphere guys to do all the voice Oh acting. my gosh, do not have the Dyson Sphere guys do <laughs> and anything. And the writers. And the writers. <laughs> They're so bad. I forgot. I always forget how bad that is until you remind me. And then I kind of want to play Dyson Sphere again. So nice job. It's it's, anyway. it's as good as it can be while also remaining bad, if that makes any sense. <laughs> I, think, I think it makes perfect sense. All right. Well, all that being said, let's talk about what we played this week. Actually, our big topic and what we played. It's all tied together today because you just can't get away from it. Do you guys remember this goblin, by the way, in your playthrough, this dude? <laughs> you see, did you get to the part where uh, oh, there's. The, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the one uh, by the windmill. The right? windmill, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that guy's a real pain in the butt because uh, I was going real aggro on my second playthrough. Yeah, and there's deceptively way more goblins there than you think there are. And uh, when push came to shove on that, I died a couple times. Oh yeah, I've got well, through there. second playthrough. You haven't finished it yet, have you? Oh no, no, no. no. Second okay. playthrough yeah. of a I character. Was about to be shocked. But how yeah, far? No, how I far? Totally get it. How far did you get with your first run, and then now the second one? Are you caught up there, or what? Like, how's that going? Mm, I, it's impossible to tell. Like, we'll get into it. Like, uh, my the playthrough I'm doing now that I'm focusing on mainly has done things that the first playthrough didn't do, mm. but hasn't gotten as far on the main story as the first one did. Okay. So I feel like I've done far more on the second playthrough, but it is not as far as I ultimately I'm, progressed. On I'm surprised you even know what the main story is at this point. <laughs> it's yeah. nearly impossible to tell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm glad you guys are saying it this way. Cause I was having a hard time framing this conundrum about the game. That isn't a bad thing, but it is not, it doesn't fit neatly in any sort of linearity. And you could say, well, Scott, that sounds like an open world game where you kind of choose when and where. It's different than that, even. It's like I'll run into something and go, oh, this must be a major story point. I found a guy by a bridge. And we're going to talk about some stuff that may or may not occur for people. We're not. We're going to try not to be spoilery about big things. How about but open narrative game rather than open world? There you go. The world, the world is not open, it's a map. A long, sprawling map, densely packed with, with events stuff. and characters. But how you how the story unfolds, there's no MSQ. Yeah. If you play Final Fantasy XIV, it's like the opposite, where it's got the little thing. Is your MSQ? Bing, bing, bing. It's like, this is the opposite. Mm. You are the MSQ. Whatever you're doing is the most important thing. Yeah. And the game delivers on making it, I think, for me, enticing to be like, okay, I know I, I want this tadpole out of my head. But I really need to find out what's the deal with the owl bears, and I don't know if that's relevant or not to the tadpole. Yeah, but the I, owl bear seems important. Sure, so let's do there's, that. There's now. things, even small stuff, where you're like, "Oh, I need to be." That seems really important, and in fact, that's like twelve lines of dialogue I have to choose from before I can even make a decision here. And I'm going to save scum right before I have that conversation because it turns out. That thing can go like 14 different ways, depending on what you say, do, or what your characters align with, or which character you started the conversation with. Even if it's one of your non-created people, one of your normal story people, you just happen to be on them because their inventory is less full. 
and you, and that's who you talk to the guy. And now, oh, they have perception a perception role that I don't have. And like the game is constantly, I don't know how to exp- farting content into my face. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. It's just like, like I'll, t- I'll tell you guys, I don't because I don't know what your playthrough like. I am so far underground right now that I have no <laughs> idea what's going on on the surface. <laughs> the surface is like a distant memory at this point. Yeah. And if you haven't gone underground in any meaningful sense, and I mean way underground, uh, it's shocking how much real estate there is in Act 1. When you're saying you, underground, you, you got mean a like... a sense of the surface map in Act 1, yeah. just like multiply that by the downwards uh, verticality. And it, I'm not out of Act 1 yet. I'm like, hi, I'm like, how big is this game? Yeah. And you're talking, you're talking Act about the, a, literally uh, the Underdark, the D&D Underdark, right? That's where you're at, is yeah. down there. It's not like just a floor beneath the Earth. Yeah. It's several miles below the Earth. And I don't want to spoil things or anything, but just to let you know... Because I think it gets tempting in this game when you're like, you want to rush because you're like, let me just check out that corner really quick. Like, yeah, I got this quest I want to go on, but this guy needs help. And I see a ladder over there or see something over there. And next thing you know, that's 20 hours of a side tangent that turns into another adventure. So if you're rushing through things, you're going to skip past so much detail that you really just got to, you got to strap yourself in for, for the ride, I think. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, but so, I, that surface conflict, I'm like, man, that might all already be done by now. I've been underground so long. <laughs> <I don't, laughs> everything upstairs might, might be dead or over with. I, I guess one know. of the problems I'm running into, and part of it is a, this, the juxtaposition of this game against other D&D games I've played and or actual D&D, is that I, I, I feel pressure given so many encounters that can go south, meaning a, can, a fight can break out or not, but you don't know. So every four feet I move somewhere, it's like, oh, these goblins, they're pissed. Why? And I got to talk to them and let's see what happens. And before I know it, I'm in a huge fight, maybe in over my head, and I barely survive. We're all just limping, bloodied, spent all our spell slots to make it, all that stuff. I still in my head go, am I allowed to have like this many long rests? I might. Yeah, I- rest, rest away. <laughs> yeah. Unless, unless somebody actually gives you a specific timeline in the narrative yeah you can rest five thousand times it doesn't affect the overworld okay i know it's a bit immersion breaking but oh i'm fine with it i just want to make don't sure you try I'm to not, rest i feel I, like I'm i was like up. that at i was like that at first too but in the early stages of D, like one combat is enough to just you know <laughs> everyone's chugging at one hp i want to even at level four i won a battle yesterday where i only had one character left with two hit points <laughs> and Jeez. it took me three hours <laughs> <laughs> wow. Not three, but maybe an hour or two. Like it was a long slugfest. Yeah. Because I started the fight badly, of course, but I pulled through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, just take the take the rest. That it's same- like it's kind of real life ish. If yeah. you get into a giant sword fight today and survive, you you need a nap. Yeah, I you think know? that's so. what's that's what's where my head is conflicting. It's like in real D anD D, we would try to conserve those uh, and not use them all the time. Partly because we were in situations where we either couldn't, or you were, we were playing through a scenario Bo had going where that just wasn't an option, or whatever. And in this game, this there's a system of picking up items throughout the world that add to your restability. Their their supplies, rest not camp supplies, camping supplies. Yeah. So you may find a box that's got a two apples and a dirty hunk of cheese, and those three things have certain quantitative 
additions to it's your exactly recipes. Like, it's exactly like War Tales in that way. War Tales is the exact same system. And it seems like I'm getting a lot. Like they are generous with it. If I open a yeah, lot of stuff. That's when I realized that like, oh, they want you to rest. Was mm. I was like, I'm carrying so much of this. I'm literally becoming encumbered with camping supplies. Yeah. I had to start sharing it with my teammates. And I was like, they clearly uh, want me to sleep. I got I got a trick for you guys. Okay, give it. So the the food supplies automatically goes into your food pack in your your backpacks, right? So it's organized, right? Yeah. Um, so double click it, expand it, and you can shift click the first one and the last item to highlight all. Right click, send to camp. Oh, really? And you oh, free up so a bunch your, of weight. So your sleep will pull from the camp resources. It too. will. It behaves a oh, little that's weird. So oh cool. my gosh! Yeah, dude. if you want to save yourself, a game changer. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. Whenever I pile up some food, I mean, I need. Look, my barbarian has to carry like fifteen different weapons because I th- I throw like my double handed axe. The barbarian's like o- like secret, just like OP with its enhanced throw because you just throw everything. Like I keep giant metal treasure chests in my inventory and stuff. I just I launch everything. Yeah. And if she's carrying food, you know, I, I need that room. So send it to camp. Want to load up my game just so I can send all my camp supplies? To yeah, camp. this is why I keep. I, <laughs> like, that's a big game changer for me. I spent half an hour dumping stuff from my main character's inventory. And you to don't camp even got to go to camp. It's in the right click context menu. You go to camp. Anything you want to send to camp because you're like it's heavy and I'll look at it later. Yeah. Right click send to camp. And it'll, it'll go to your stash. Okay. Here's another question I got then that's along those lines. Doing it. I'm launching the game. <laughs> so you can send that. Does. That's good. That's a good tip to know. Here's another tip that maybe people know or don't know. When you're bartering with somebody, there's a toggle switch at the top that says barter or just sell. And if you're bartering, you're actually doing a trade, right? Like here are 15 things I found and they equal roughly what I want to buy from you. There's our barter. Boom. I've exchanged those goods for this. I didn't really get gold for it. Um, you you can switch it from bartering to just selling it. Mm-hmm. Like you would in like WoW or something where you're just selling all your shit. Um, I don't know if that's meant to be a bad way of playing it. But if you're just like, oh my gosh, I just need to sell all this stuff and get some gold freaking flip that switch and sell all your shit so 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 one of the ways to manipulate vendors is to give them things for free so there's a little there's a little reputation meter on the bottom right if you steal from them it'll go down do bad things but if you do good things like give them free merchandise yeah that meter goes up and when that meter goes up it, it they give you further discounts on prices oh wow so you know you can give them a bunch of i don't know about you but i pick up every candlestick holder Every piece of rotten cheese, every little rock, gear, knife, fork. I clear everything because this is a Larian game and you can give that shit to the NPCs for free yeah. or they're worth money and then you can buy sweet magical items. But I pick up everything like I'm in like a, I have like a, you know, a problem. <laughs> like, I, like I pick up everything. I do the I same. I don't care. Yeah. It's all worth money. I'm, I'm like Storage Wars, but in Baldur's Gate or Divinity. Like, I pick it all up and I sell all of it. Yeah, I do the same. It. I don't know. I, I think that was just built into me because I tend to loot everything before I leave anywhere. It adds up. It adds up and you get that extra, you know, um, amulet or extra ring. Like, it's it adds up in, like, in these Larian games. I know this is, you know, anti or antithetical to uh, D&D, but I kind of do wish there was a shared inventory because what will happen is my character who I'm controlling most of the time is 
just his inventory is always getting packed because I'm picking everything up with him. And the way that you circumvent that is to switch over to Shadowheart or somebody else and, and they'll pick up stuff for a while. You want to pick up things with your main character, right? Do you right. have that problem? Yeah. So I have, I have some tricks for you too. Go. Sort by type mm-hmm. and then shift, highlight all the weapon, the gray weapons. Right click, send to Carlac or what? send to whoever you're... Really? And then... I knew you could yep, do one sort, item then, at a time. I knew you could just take one s- thing, but I didn't know you, you could can do highlight multiple. a bunch now. And then sort by weight, and the heaviest things will be at, at the top, and just right-click, send to whichever NPC. So it's, it's better than dragging and dropping. I find the drag drop really sticky in this game. Like, yeah. you'll drag drop, and then it's like there's a lag, and it goes back. It's yeah. kind of annoying. Yeah, it's not great. But the right-click works just fine. So okay. all your weapons and armor, like, once, you, once you're getting loaded, and you send your camp supplies to camp... Yeah. Sort by type, send all the weapons to... Uh, Carlac keeps the weapons because she can throw them. Okay. Uh, Lazelle keeps all the armor just because she got voted. And, uh, <laughs> and Shadowheart holds on to... <clears throat> like her, just her love for me is what she's holding on to. Everything. She loves me. She loves me. Yeah. We have to talk NPCs in a second, too. Yeah, so we'll get into all that. Everyone. So, John, we're gonna talk John NPCs, you're in there. I would like to uh, say, what, what if we did Dear Martha early? Oh, we could do that. We get in... Okay, we could do that. might be related to Baldur's Gate. Yeah, absolutely. Let me ask you this though, John. You're uh, that in right was amazing. Now. I just freed up like fifty pounds. It worked. <laughs> it yeah. was so oh, good. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Now I just making, freed up so much weight from my character. That's the one benefit from having played Divinity Original Sin two so many times is that this game is not that different. It's a Larian game, so I'm like, I know all the tricks. Mm. <laughs> That's interesting. That'll make uh, Dragon Age fans happy to hear that if they haven't picked this up. You know, maybe this right is right click a- send to camp. Get out of here. I had such a dumb thought while I was playing this game the other day. I was having a conversation with somebody. My character was covered in blood. Yeah. And uh, it was just a cool conversation. And I looked cool covered in, you know, blood and viscera from what I'd been fighting. And I was like, man, it's just like Dragon Age. I was like, you know what? This game reminds me a lot of Dragon Age, and then I was like, "That's because that's the, this is the type of game they were trying this to make with Dragon Age. Yeah. Like this is literally what they were going. This is what for. they were aiming for. And and you were you're literally talking about the Baldur's Gate original teams trying to move into a new era and do it again, but with all these new ideas. And it's almost like Larian had to be the independent thing later that said, oh, we'll finish that for you. We'll do well, thank it. Thank goodness for them, though, because as somebody who loves Dragon Age or oranges. Oranges? I, uh, Dragon, Dragon, Dragon Age orange, oranges. Dragon Age oranges. <laughs> uh, I, I love that game so much. And while it, it's been hit and miss to a degree, like they've never been at the same height as origins for me like yeah. this that one was the peak and this and, is, and that's not to a play Diablo- this again i was yeah. like oh my gosh i missed playing games like this so badly yeah, yeah and that's yeah. not a diablo 2 criticism it's not you know it's not like a, oh they don't make them like diablo 2 like dragon age origins they haven't made them at all like dragon age <laughs> origins by Bio, and bioware themselves were like touting that it's their new school of system you know the first one and then we got Inquisition, or not Inquisition. We got two. two. Inquisition, and, then, two and we got and two, and, I, and I'm like, what is this shit? You yeah. know? Yeah. But, two yeah. is sucky. Three was three got better. I'm excited about what they do with this new one because I feel like they learned lessons, but I don't actually know. But right now, this is this feels like the true spiritual successor to what they were trying to do the whole I mean, time. If Brett, if 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 
Bioware wants to reclaim some of their former glory. Look at how willing everyone wants Baldur's Gate 3. I hope that they're making a proper CRPG-style game. They will capitalize immensely if it's good. Yeah. And if not, they'll, they'll, they'll flub it again. So yeah, this game's going real attention. good money-wise. Um, all right, before we get to the early Dear Martha, we'll use that, John, as a way to transition to the NPC stuff and all that. Um, before we do that, though, I just wanted to say uh, this. There's a lot of people talking about saves coming again. Um, I hate that because play the game the way you want to. You bought it. It's yours. You do what yeah. you want. Um, but I'm curious how often you guys will like I'm finding myself like I did with origins. Funny enough, I will get up to some sort of stuff, see a bunch of bugbears hanging around and I'll go F five. I got to say, I got to do a quick save because I ain't fighting these guys until I know what the hell's going on. I do it yeah, all the time. Basically, you walk five feet and then you save pretty much. I think I have like, <laughs> it feels two, like two that it because feels there's dangerous. no auto save feature in the game. Like, like you would expect like a checkpointing game. Right. So you, yeah, they have auto saves the there. The auto saves in this are they're sporadic and not. You can't I forgot to save for thirty minutes. Took a dumb fight, died. Yeah, and I had to go back and redo thirty minutes of conversations. Like it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. I've had that happen multiple times because I'm not in the habit of saving. Like it's yeah. it's not a muscle memory for me, and I I mess up all the time. But I'll, I'll give you a good example, like. So there's a there was a part in the game and uh, people who get mad about save scumming like this is meant to create, you know, a D&D like experience. Yeah. And if I was playing a D&D game, there are just some things that wouldn't happen in a D&D game where you have a person running it. And so there was a there was a case where I went into a building I wasn't supposed to be in. Yeah. And somebody was like, hey, you're not supposed to be here. But I convinced them that it was OK that I was there. And uh, they said, okay, well, if you help me, you can come in. Yeah. And I said, okay, I'll help you. And then I was, realized I had no idea how to help them. And I was staring at my inventory, and I went, oh, I don't know if I can help them. I started to walk away, and then I went, well, maybe I can. I'll just talk to him. I turned around, and for whatever reason, the game read me walking away and then turning around and coming back as breaking and entering. Oh, geez. they called the guards on me. The <laughs> guards came over and told me I was where I shouldn't be yeah. and tried to arrest me. I talked my way out of dealing with the guards, but then I couldn't go in and couldn't pursue anything in that building anymore. That's the kind of thing that's not going to happen with a DM because the DM will sit there and wait for you to think on what you want to do. And there's not going to be a weird glitch where all of a sudden, oh, I started to leave and then I started to come back and now this happened. Uh, likewise, DMs also usually will give you clearer messages than uh, there was a creature that was like, I'm going to kill you. And I could talk to the creature and I went, please don't. And it went, OK, but stay back. And I was like, OK. But I didn't. I, and so then I was like, well, maybe I'll heal the creature. So I cast the healing spell on the creature and they were like, yeah, the creature is healed, but it still seems a little agitated. I was like, well, let me talk to him. Maybe they're cool that I healed them. I walked towards them and I was like, I told you to stay back. And then we fought and I had to kill the creature and I felt very bad. Mm. I felt like a, ba a bad person when mm. this happened. Mm. And it wasn't because of like. That's not a gameplay experience that I'm I have to live with. Uh, you know, you can't save scum that if I was playing with another human being, it probably would have been like, well, keep in mind, creature told you 
to stay back and you could do an investigation and go, okay, well, I healed it. Does it seem more amenable to me? And a DM would go, no, it still seems pissed at you. I go, okay, well, then I'm not going to go talk to it. You know, so to me, saves coming just sort of makes up for the elements where it's a video game where you can't have a conversation like you would around a table. You save scum because it's like, well, I don't know mechanically how this will work. That's normally where you would turn to the DM and go, if how does this work mechanics and rules wise? And a DM tells you like, to me, that's what save scumming kind of is. Uh, and so I don't know. It's stupid. People get too Puritan about that sort of stuff. Like play the way that you're happy with. If you want a challenging and you just say, no, whatever happens happens and I'm going to let it ride. You know, there's a fun experience in that. Sure. But you will get frustrated sometimes when you think the game system works one way and it turns out it works a different way. Yeah. And I just the easy answer for me is just if it was your 60 bucks. You do what you want. And if you want to be hardcore about it and like get rid of a bunch of there's all kinds of stuff you can turn off for like UI and, you know, what gets highlighted and when and that sort of thing. If you want to go for that, like raw, raw dog experience, do it. Go for it. You paid 60 bucks, too. You should play it that way. But getting online, telling other people how to save, freaking f off! I hate that. No, no, that's silly. I agree completely. It's uh, it, you're not impressing anyone with it. You know what I mean? It's just, nope. It's you having fun with their adventure, and like John gave a really good example. But I would just say there's lots of more mundane ones where the writings, the writings are generally very good, but sometimes it's not. It's hard to interpret what yeah. somebody means. Sure. And you think a line of choice means one thing, but it means another thing. And you're like, well, I didn't mean to murder the whole village. I thought it kind of meant like I was ambivalent to murdering the village, but not to actually murder them. Right. I got it. I got to reload. Like it's, I'm either I misinterpreted or they wrote it wrong. Whoever's fault it is. It's not what I meant. No. And if, yeah. like if John said, if I could clarify with the DM, yeah, then, you know, that'd be for, for, for me, it was a jackal or a wild dog or something that was had something inside of it and i didn't want to hurt it i wanted to help it (laughs) so i kneeled down to help it and it goes it's like and the narrator's going the thing has something terrible inside it you know it's like it's really a oh you're talking about the hyenas the hyenas yeah yeah john have you met the hyenas yeah yeah, so i I I could talk to animals i got to talk to that hyena i got to hear all about it i did too but i failed the i failed the role (laughs) <laughs> I, it was a horrible roll, rolled like a two or something, and I just couldn't do it. When were you like, I need to re-roll that? You're like, I don't really care what the sign is. Well, in that part, I didn't. I didn't re. I, didn't I don't go, need to reload. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I didn't reload after that. But what I did is I just went to pet it and comfort it, and then out came the knoll or whatever that was inside of it, and then I got killed. My guy got wiped because they they when they pop out of those things, there's way more enemies to deal with. So I reloaded before all that, still cared for it, but knew it was going to die anyway. So I so one of the options is to melee it in the head, which I didn't know by the way was step on its head with your foot over and over. I didn't know that's what they meant. <laughs> well, how are you going to kill a? Well, melee kind of means ground. punch. It, it does. The when they say melee, I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll, it'll be a quick. De- you know, a horse that's hurt its foot, you have to put out its misery. I thought it'd be a quick yeah. something with my weapon, but no, I walked up and went. <laughs> on this thing's yeah, head. All of, all of a sudden, you're Cliff Blazinski in, in some game he made, Curb Stop. Oh my gosh, uh, Gears of War, the uh, three. Yeah, exactly. Baldur's Gate <laughs> Gears. Yeah, so I I did that, and then it it ended up killing it and the thing inside it, and I won the fight because I killed the knoll without having to kill the knoll. So I was happy with that, and I kept going. I was fine with that. 
That's what the saves there. Yeah. They have them mapped to F5 and F8 for a reason or on controller or whatever it is. So you can just quickly do it. And I'm happy to do By it. By the way, I knew that's how nulls were made, but I never, I don't, they never came up in any of my games and I never really visualized it. And I got to say, pretty gross. Yeah. Right. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty gross. I never really thought, I was like, oh my God, this game's like. As you have to tell your children, um, Alexander, when a, when a hyena and a knoll <laughs> really love each other. Uh, they, <laughs> it comes out of its gut and spews blood everywhere. Uh, all right. Uh, anyway, let's do this thing, John. We'll get it out of the way so that you can uh, have some fun with this. Um, so uh, get ready, everyone. Do I need to do anything special on my end? You're just going to go? Uh, just, this is just going to be uh, down by the river. Do old, you have traditional <laughs> Dear Martha letter. Do you, do you have the Ballers Gate 3 music? Since it's BG3 themed, we should I play. I don't have anything cute, but let's see. Um, I could probably. Just, just Google just the main theme. It'll be hilarious. All right. Hold on. Uh, Baldur's Gate, yeah. But if you're doing your southern voice, it'll be a little weird, won't it? Let's yeah, see. it's yeah, it's just a one-off. Unless John really disagrees, but I don't care. Either All way, right, either here way. it is. Yeah. I found it. Here's Indeed. the soundtrack suite. I'm gonna play this. Oops, give me some audio. Um, is it playing? You're right. There's too much at stake. Well, there's dialogue. Oh, there's a lot of dialogue going on. How about a lot of, this lot of talking just for this music? Just main theme. I don't know. Just play the. Just play the. Why is it playing any? Hold on. It's playing from like two places. What the hell is going on here? Hold on. Did you launch the game to clean up your inventory? Yeah, my. Yeah, but it's it's not connected to audio, so it's. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I totally did. I I showed everyone in the chat how it works. It worked. Okay, here we go. I guess I was running around. All right, well this will work. I still hear. I still hear walking. Yeah. What is that about? Is it? Just go. All right, like we've OFG. built it up too much. Just play the just play the regular Martha music. <laughs> there you go. It's it. My dearest Martha, <laughs> this is the final letter I shall write to you and my family. While you have shown immense understanding and patience with me while I've been away fighting the good Open fight, I've encountered something, or better phrased, someone I cannot ignore. Do you recall that winter evening so many years ago when I vowed neither my eyes or heart would ever wander? You looked at me with a wink and said, Surely there must be someone out there who could capture your affections. I knew then that you were being coy, and in my mind so was I when I said, Well, maybe. If I ever find an armor-clad warrior woman... With a sharp tongue and fearless demeanor, a near-alien appearance, for nobody of this plane could match your beauty. She'd have to walk a fine line of harsh disciplinarian and vulnerable confidant. A green-skinned dommy-mommy that will refuse to leave her desires unspoken or unfulfilled. (laughs) If I find someone that was all those things... You would still be my one and only, Martha. Well, unless we also shared a near mystical psionic connection that bound our fates together. Well, Martha, the craziest thing just happened. Tell the kids I love them, and know that while you can never again occupy the top place in my heart, you will always be a very close number two. Yours in this life up till now and the next 
Unless I were to meet some horned, fiery giantess that could break me like a twig. Yeah. Mr. Lazel, 539. Wow. Even took on her name. Jeez. Uh, I can't do that nose. Can't do it. I tried. I, I thought so, it was, I even had we, we talking romances? Who have we romanced? Who have we banged? I haven't banged anyone yet. I have, really? Yeah. I've, I keep trying to get. Uh, on my heart, it belongs to Shadowheart. What is it? Shadowheart? Yeah. <laughs> She's it's the only person I care about. I'm completely <laughs> okay. enamored with her. And Ast- she- Asterion hasn't 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 seduced you enough yet. I don't know if I even have that dude yet. How? When do you I don't get have him? The, you? Don't have Asterion, the I'm vampire ten, elf. I'm ten. I'm twelve hours into the game. I don't have him. You got to the knolls. Asterion's <laughs> right outside <laughs> the ship. You went past him. This is what I'm saying. The game is weird this way. Like you can miss shit and not know it. You can find yeah, you things really somebody did. else finds. I really yeah, did you, miss him. Can I go back? Yeah. I guess I can go back there because there's yeah, teleporters. Go, yeah, yeah. go back. You go find him. Yeah, it's I thought the, I've got me. Maybe he'll just hilarious. sneak into your camp at night. I don't know. I've got me, alien face lady, Gail. Uh, you found uh, Gail, but you didn't find Asterion. <laughs> yeah. That's so weird. Yeah, it is All weird. Right. I don't know why I don't have him. So now that you're saying that, I got to go in there and figure out what the frick I did. Uh, but you're uh, off the map near it. But yeah, there's uh, Asterion. I think is the only one that you missed in the area. Then I think is he the one on the front with the with the blonde hair and the frilly whatever? And he's the he's one. He's the sh- vampire elf. Yeah, yeah okay. he's your rogue. You need a rogue in your party. I do bad oh, right now. Well, he's the rogue. He's the Shit. one you want. He's he's very useful. Do you know how actually. many things, doors and and chests and crap I couldn't open because uh-huh. nobody was skilled enough yeah. to open that shit. Yeah. So I, I have that expertise, so I don't need to have Asterion in my party, but it makes me sad. Yeah, it wasn't, like wasn't him, a problem but. for me either. Asterion not in my party as a result. He was redundant. He was redundant yeah. to your party, oh, because you're but, a rogue. Yeah. No, he's no, he's great. I, I, honestly, the guy, so it's, just, it's kind of a tangent, but I think I think all the voice actresses and actor or whatever, voice performers did wonderful, Yeah. but Asterion is like on another level, man. I don't know what it is about his voice actor or what's going on there, but and it's too early to call it the best performance. But I think it's it's like a front runner for me for like best voiceover performance of all the whole year, the year. Of yeah, like I, I might be turning gay because of Asteria. Oh Let's my gosh! <laughs> Bo's rethinking his entire life based yeah, on yeah. Asteria. Everything. It's a pretty, it's I mean, a pretty strong to case. To be fair. If that happens based on a vocal performance, well deserved. Yeah, you're really missing out for the vocal. And I think he's going to pan out to be an interesting character based on what I know. Because I've learned about his backstory, and I'm like, I cannot wait to get to Baldur's Gate. Oh yeah, I talk to him. I talk to him all the time. So I, I also think Asterion is great. He's just not in my party because he offers a redundant set of skills. (laughs) Yeah, you don't need him in your party. You can just go check in with them, and you can swap them out if you just feel like. And I'm sure they all have, um, you know, hero missions or whatever. Is he still in the wreckage though? Can I go get him? Yeah, yeah, he's back in the ship. You missed him. He's on the left side, basically. Like. You, if you found Gale, you went on the right side. But if you go through the ship on the other side, he's hanging out over there. Oh, I think I avoided it. Even his introduction it. is great. It's very memorable. I think I avoided Reason it because you can see in my map here, he that I didn't even explore that in because there <laughs> yeah, were some see brains that over shadowy there. Shadowy side on the left side of the map. He's over there. Yes, it was full yeah. of it was, it was full of little <laughs> those little shitty brain things. They were all over that place. I was like, I'm not fighting these anymore. I'm going to go north. Well, now, now you can kill them. You're probably high enough level to beat them. So yeah, I'm level whatever. I am. But um, yeah, no, no, he is like. 
I, I'm not going to tell you what to do in the game. You know, I don't. I don't want us to do that to each other. But you really should include Asterion in your playthrough. You really, really, really should. Well, yeah, I need it, a, I amazing. need a rogue. I need a rogue, and I don't have. And a rogue. you need a rogue, but I think his vocal performance is like my favorite. Like everything he says is delicious and scary at the okay. same time. So he's not like, in oh, one of those pods, and I missed the pod during all the cinematic. His tutorial. pod is nearby, but no, he's not in the. He's not in the prologue. <laughs> he's he's. You'll he'll just run a, run into him in the forest. Is he yeah, going like if you leave and go up that hill, you'll find okay, it. Okay, let me ask this, you this. I'm not going to do it now, but when I do, is he going to be level one and have to catch up? How's this going to no, work? No, they level everything gets leveled to where you are at. All right. All right. Because when you leave people in camp and throw them in your party, they get scaled to where you're at, so you don't, you don't lose time with anything. All right. See, look at these. Blocked, pretty- I have locked boxes that I can't open for shit, and it's because I don't have a rogue, and I hate it. Yeah. You need a stereo. Anyways, he's great. I don't know how we got on this. Oh, we were talking about romances, because he's like, he's, I, I'm, he's a strong contender. <laughs> he's, he's a, but I'm already in a romance. So Scott's romance, no one. I'm trying. Oh, I'm working on it. Heart, it belongs, heart belongs with Shadow Heart. She keeps telling but, me uh, no. She keeps saying, "Oh, I don't know if our relationship." But bear, bear, bear. I'm like, "Come on, man. We've been. I've been so like considerate and kind, and you know what yeah, else to do Yeah, that's fine. You you do you do whatever you want with your playthrough, but um, I, I think I'm <laughs> L- Lizelle's little bitch, uh, sex bitch. Um, <laughs> So there's a weird thing I didn't know about the Gith Yankee, or at least it, when you're a great Gith Yankee, you get awarded a, a dragon. And it's not like a slave master thing. It's like, but only the true warriors get a dragon. And I'm playing a dragonborn, mm. and she's kind of unnaturally horny around me because oh, I'm a dragon. Cheat. Yeah, because the Gith Yankee, you know, they're like, ugh, favorite elves. Ugh, you guys are all gross. We're from space, and you guys are gross little groundlings but she looks at me and she sees a great dragon (laughs) being and she's kind of like you know you're lesser than me but you turn me on i like your smell yeah you want to come share smells (laughs) and i'm like okay (laughs) holy shit there he is by the way gosh dang it he's right up this hill (laughs) scott found it didn't take didn't take long at all all i had to do is teleport i I really had no idea i just thought i had to get out of there and start working toward the quest markers and i don't know it it speaks a little bit to me um like i don't know things were hard down there when i wasn't leveled yet things were difficult these encounters so i was like well i need to go somewhere where i can like work on some of this before I do that big fight in the basement or anywhere else where it's really challenging. And then I just went on my merry way and forgot about anything else that happened over there. So anyway, it's stupid. Yeah, as chat room says, Lizelle has dragon fever. Yeah, um, she does. It's true. It's true actually. So well, um, that's been my romance, John, any romances for you? Uh, yeah, I got two. Um, oh my gosh. I- oh shit. Polyamorous already. <laughs> Well, you know, it just sort of worked out that way. Like, uh, I, I was like going in and I was like, after, after I kind of seen the characters, I was like, all right, Carlatch seems like the best and is, is who I'm going to pursue. Like that's, that's who I want to, that's, that's who is going to be my new favorite character in this game. Yeah. And so in my effort to go find and recruit her and get her on the team, um, you know, 
Lizelle and I been through a lot. Uh, we disagreed. <laughs> oh, we disagreed on methods on how things should get done, and we we butted heads every now and then. And then finally, she was just like, "Hey, you know what? You do things really stupidly, yeah, and I don't understand sucks. them, and I don't understand you." And basically, called me a piece of shit, and then was like. But I find you so strangely attractive. <laughs> and yeah, I was like, gosh, you yeah. know what? I could say the same thing about you, Lizelle. And so uh, that ended up happening. And then I was like, all right, well, one day we're going to maybe hook up is what she basically left it at. And then literally the next night, Carlatch comes up and is like, I want to rip all your clothes off. And I was like, <laughs> let's do it. So uh, I don't know where all this is going to go. Um, there, you know, I don't want to get too spoilery. There it's are funny, hurdles, it's funny though. but the, the game does relationships. I'll say this because this is talking broadly about systems, so I don't think it's that bad. This game isn't like Mass Effect. It's not like... Yeah, who do you talk to the most? And then as a reward for getting to the end of the game, you get to see a sex scene. This game is more like these characters are out. They're on an adventure. Sometimes they're horny. Sometimes they're not. They like to relieve pent up stress with sex sometimes. And you can have that. But my understanding is that eventually a true relationship can come from all of this. Yeah, you bang it's not first like, and hate each other later. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not like. <laughs> it's not like. Oh, I had sex. Romance unlocked. It's no. You just had sex. If you want to. Ro- if you want to romance somebody, that's later. You're right. And what that person may or may not be into, or may or may not be okay with you doing, de- kind of depends on the person. Yeah. I'm finding Shadowheart is not interested in anything ever, and you know what? It feels like it's just high school again for me. Like, this okay, is- so can I can I ask you though? Because I feel like I'm getting in with her, and the key is not to invade her privacy. Yeah, she hates. So it. How many, yeah, ta- how many like times that. have you probed her thoughts and pushed her with questioning? Hardly any. Uh, only a couple of times, but she's always her dialogue trees are always. Oh, filled you've with only that. probed her mind a couple Scott's of times. Scott's like, I only once. read a few of her emails. <laughs> I've only I probed her mind one time because I mainly I just want to know what that mechanic did. I didn't really know what was going on there. Uh, secondly, uh, it's mostly just been dialogue at camp where I just say, oh, I don't want to bug you if this is bugging you. And she'd say, yes, it sort of is. We'll talk later, you know, and she kicks me out. Or, All right, no we'll way. keep at it. She, I think she's just harder. Lizelle's like a, a bro. Like, she's like a, a warrior. She's just like, you want to bang? Like, that's... Yeah, she's a clean Shadow, Heart, Shadow Heart's like, you know, I think you got to work. You got you to yeah, she's a cleric, man. You don't just... You don't just hook up with a cleric. No. Plus, she's got the weird, mysterious freaking cube ball thing she keeps in her pants. I don't know what that's about. Still. Um, yeah, so... Yeah. I. It really does kind of mirror my... <laughs> my virginistic younger years. Where it was just like... I don't know. Maybe she likes me. I like that, you. That girl's cute. Oh, she doesn't like me though. Like that kind of life. That was me. So, so this is all working out about how I probably should expect it uh, to work out. Uh, yeah, but so Chatroom says you can bang everyone without consequences, so. including Glenn, because I don't want to go anywhere near Glenn. Glenn drives Gale. me up. Gale. Or, Gale. Sorry, Gail. <laughs> I was like, who the hell is Glenn? Sorry, Gail. I don't know. Gail. I, I find you know what you were hard on Glenn. <laughs> you were hard on Gail. 
You were hard on Gail last week, and I'm like, he must be awful. But you know what? I kind of find him a little charming. I got oh, Gail yeah. is great. I, I don't was, know what Scott's problem. Yeah. Every ten feet, he's like, oh, do you have a magical item I can eat? Oh I'm, no, never mind. I figured out what Scott's problem is. He takes his magic. He takes my items. magic shit. Chores. I don't like yeah. it. I don't like that stuff. Plus, he it'll, just is it'll, such a bastard. Scott, it'll get better. There's lots of magic items to be found. You'll be right. fine. I'll soon. be fine. <laughs> Gail is great. I I um, I've also been shocked by. Scott's disdain for him. Now, I also don't love giving him magical items, and I thought maybe I could circumvent the need by keeping him at camp, which yeah. does not work. Doesn't he work. Will still, he will still want a magical item when you get back to camp. But uh, I was—I thought I was being really clever. I was like, "Hey, you know what, uh, Lazel, uh, Carlock, mm. uh, you can come with me. Uh, we'll take Will and Gail. You can hang out at camp, with, <laughs> and we'll be fine." I mean, and, maybe you should uh, try banging him. Maybe he'll realize he doesn't need magical items if he's now, making love to you. It's funny you mention Gale and romance <laughs> because the first, the my first character, everyone thought I was in a romance with Gale, and I was the last person to find out about it. <laughs> I don't know where this came from, but I got to a point in camp where I'm talking to everybody, and like Gale was the first person I talked to, and maybe that was it. But I was just like. It was going in a clockwise fashion around the camp. Like it wasn't for any personal reason, but I walked up to him and he, he was being a little flirty, but I didn't think I was being flirty back. I thought I was just being nice. And then I go and I start talking to other people at the camp and, uh, shadow hearts, like, boy, you and Gail sure are getting cozy. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it, you know, what does that mean? <laughs> and she's like, Hey, I'm not going to judge. I just, you know, I wish it had been me. <laughs> like, it'd be let, real let, forlorn. Let me, and I was like, let, hmm. let me ask you, because he likes to drone on and on about inane details. Yes, do you he sit does. through all of it and listen to all of it? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else sees you indulge. Everyone's like, God, Gail's so annoying. And you're like, go on. I want to hear your tales. I'm like, you must you like know, the guy. <laughs> yeah. I just don't trust I him. Don't, I almost just threw out spoilers. I got I to gotta rein myself in a little bit. But, like, you know, he's got an interesting story. When you listen to him, he's the man's done things. Like He's you seen know. stuff. He's been places. He just seems like he's full of shit most of the time. <laughs> Yeah, so. he's like uh, he talks about his award-winning smile, yeah, and how he's great company at you know noble parties, and it's like, okay, dude, like, trust people. <laughs> you know, that. like, yeah, he's a, like I like the character. Like, I think he's well performed, but like he's definitely not my favorite. But I still like like Scott made him sound terrible. Oh no, I don't mean he's favorite. terrible like in a game-breaking way. He's he's in fact, if anything, this is a compliment because they have built a character that is uh, nuanced and interesting, but in ways that are abrasive to me if I knew this guy in real life, but it's really good characterization. Like they're oh, the game the one care. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You're not finished. Sorry. Well, sorry. I, I was just going to say if, if, if anything, this helps illustrate like John's whole, well, I listened to all his stories and now he's kind of after me or whatever. It illustrates one thing about this game that I'm a little blown away by. And that is, is just, it feels a little magical the way games used to feel when I was younger, where I would be like, this isn't no, no people made this, this game just was handed down from the heavens or something. Cause how could something this complex even be on my computer? How is this possible that I could uh, have a notion and then actually the notion happens. And you know, like all of this interweaved stuff feels crazy, which gets to the whole point of people saying it's going to set too high an expectation for anyone making a CRPG in the future. 
I kind of get it now. They're saying it for video games, though. But that's like, that's, like, that's I mean. the other crazy thing is people are saying it's setting too high of expectation for video games. Right, right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, if if computer RPGs in this vein, like, I don't know, uh, what are some other ones? Um, the, the old Baldur's Gates, obviously. And uh, uh, I think Disco Elysium is very well written. Very on sure. the nose about knowing what I'm thinking and how I'll react to it and having everything make sense in that way that you're describing. And that's crazy to me, even though, I mean, the game was announced, what, six years ago or something? I don't know how much work they'd done before that, before announcing it, or what actually goes into making a game like this. But it's mind-blowing to me how interweaved everything is and how it actually makes me a little hesitant to do almost anything when I'm not sure what to do. Um, Like D&D a little bit. It's like... I'll come up to a situation and go, this isn't like a normal game where I know where I'm going and I know how it's going to end if I just do the thing. This is me going, do I do I roll a bunch of perception things? Do I, do I send her out first because maybe that's a good idea? When I talk to that goblin, is he the right goblin? To, like I'm, I'm, I'm asking myself questions that games don't normally make me ask. And I'm blown away by that. And the, even more than their previous game. I thought Divinity's the original Sin 2 was an amazing game. It's not this level of of that interweaved sort of thing. And I'm, I don't know, I can't say enough about it. It's really impressive. And Let's much say, like actual D&D, you are rewarded for that experimentation mm-hmm, too. Where mm-hmm. it's like, you get that stray thought of, I just push this goblin off this cliff. <laughs> yeah. Would anybody notice? Would anyone know? Yeah. Should I just do it? And then you you kind of get that nervousness of like I could I have the freedom and the tools to do it and then you go I'd do it and you do it and you just feel rewarded for it it's like because that's where the fun is with this game is just making it work the way you want it to work and it and, subverts and the, the expectations building around you because old timey old timey brain of mine says well when I'm up on a cliff and I push someone off they're going to hit like an invisible wall and not really fall off. And any loot they drop will kind of conveniently be at his feet where he is now on this cliff. He's not going to really do it. But when you first push your first goblin or any other creature off of, off a thing, or you get pushed off a thing, it's shocking. You're like, shit, this world lets me do that. And now he's way down there and he's injured, but he's also got some kind of, you know, bow that's kicking my ass and now he's far away from me and I can't do anything but melee him because of the character I went up there to push him with. Like it's it puts you in scenarios that feel impossible for a game to do because games are about programming and scripting and you go here, you do this. This game is more like do whatever you want. There will be consequences one way or the other and you don't really know. You can't predict what these are going to be. The only predicting you can do is after you've seen a story bit once and you may run through it again with another run. That's it. Everything else feels all up in the air, What, how it's all going to go down. And I think that's hard as shit. So I'm, last week I was like, oh, you bunch of babies. Just make a better game. Games improve all the time. We're always up, upping the bar. What are you worried about? Now I think I get the complaint. Not complaint, but the worry. I think I understand why devs are like, because <laughs> this is really something. You know, I think hey. I think the oh, the, the the game models are also like like you end up streamlining like the first because even that Sven guy was out doing interviews about yeah. this question. I read a bit, mm. 
and he was surprised by it. And the example he used was like the first Assassin's Creed was said this would was going to change games forever. Right. But now you're like, okay, it's an it's an open world game, whether it's Assassin's Creed or something else, because like they build a structure and expertise that spits out one kind of game and it just kind of becomes more soulless. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing with these narrative games is just the writing. I guess technically there's a lot to the game as well, but I think like there's just something to be said about really good branching narrative. And I don't think you get it that often. Yeah. And then when the mechanics so seamlessly support the branch, right? That's the key is you like can Mass have, Effect was a good example of, of that. Sure. You know? Sure. But being able to say, here's some really complex narrative and you just took part in it and made some hard decisions and made it go a certain direction. And then the game can confidently mechanically carry you through your decisions. That just feels impossible, but it works. It totally works. I think yeah, that's an that's an investment where you could just make the same story for everyone and to investors that it's saleable, you know, in the public. Right. There's different game genres, right? You can't make Mario Kart have branching narrative, you know, like it's so it's making. I, I mean, know. you could, but it'd be weird, right? CRPGs are already kind of a, a hard. Like, I mean, Bioware was the you know shining light in the CRPG genre, and look at what EA's done to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, like, I don't think, I think if you're making big CRPGs or even online role playing games and you get into that stratified bureaucratic structure, it's kind of the death, death of it. I think good CRPGs have to like live on the fringes. I don't think AAA can do it, is what I'm saying. Yeah. But see, this is uh, a case where a AAA place. game has been made despite all that. And it's not because they're a AAA studio. Larian's still independent. They aren't owned by anybody. That's what I mean. And That's it's impressive. I mean. It's so impressive. Like, no one else is I, doing I think this. the studio still has it. I think it's when they get acquired by a bigger group. Yeah. Like, if, if you get acquired by Microsoft, and you're like, oh, I need an online solution that plays my game right. And they're like, well, how about you use our Azure services? Yeah. Well, I don't like your Azure service. I need something custom-tailored. Well, you're owned by Microsoft. Why would you go somewhere else or do something else? Use Azure. And then, like, it's probably not great. Like, um, how Bioware had to use the FIFA engine to make the role-playing games. And their tickets would not take priority over FIFA tickets. Like, that all creates debt, like, for getting the product out in time and doing things because you're second fiddle in the corporate structure. I just think, yeah, I don't think AAA will do it because AAA, I think these are really ambitious projects made by people who are passionate about it and i think there are people who are passionate about these things that make those games the triple a's but they're not in leadership mm. and they're not the stake shareholders yeah <laughs> so <laughs> they get squeezed for their passion and whatever comes out comes out yeah. that's what it seems like yeah so i think that's right i think triple a is not going to make games as good as this yeah but this yeah. thing is and selling like they the triple a wishes like i wonder this is just Steam sales so far, right? Or I guess Epic has it. But PC sales right now, you got PS5's relative uh, console exclusivity coming up in less than a month now for this same game. But it's expected to sell really well there. They'll get a Xbox version out after that. I don't know if a Switch version happens. It plays really well on my Steam Deck, so I don't know. There's hope, I guess, for a portable. But uh yeah, like I feel like this is going to wake up some... I hope it does. I hope it has that knock-on effect. And also, notice this game is one of those games that has 
zero trans uh, microtransactions of any kind. Um, you don't you buy the game and you play the game. That's it. And I I just love how that feels, but also seeing it dressed in such beautiful clothes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I think if but think about Tarantino, right? Like when Tar- when Pulp Fiction got big. You know, Hollywood for a while chased the trend of, oh, we can make a chatty crime movie and, you know, we don't have to have a big budget and we can get big actors to just say a lot of lines. Yeah. You know, like uh, 28 days, I think. Not 28 days. Was it 20? Two and a half weeks. Right. There, I don't know. There's a whole glut of Tarantino likes at the time after Pulp Fiction had come out and they were not that good. No, they're not. You know? And it's because it's like, eh, no one's going to do Tarantino like Tarantino. And like, honestly, no one's going to do Larian like Larian. Yeah. So it just seems to us like, there's so many examples of role-playing games. It seems so easy, but I think you, you have to have the studio and the talent. Like, it takes, and that's what he was saying, it takes those specializations within the, 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 the company or the enterprise right. to even get there. Yeah, so. I agree. Chat room, uh, someone yeah. said something interesting. Benjamin says $10 cheaper than D4 as well and other new games. That's the other thing. The entry to this thing and what you're getting for your money is bonkers. Well, yeah. and that's that's where I don't necessarily have faith that this is going to be a good wake up call for the industry is because the gut reaction was for people to say, well, you can't hold us to that standard. Yeah. You know, like it wasn't, oh, sweet. I, I hope that this catches on so we can chase that and and do that, too. It It immediately turned into. Well, they're a special circumstance. Like immediately, excuses started to be made why well, Larry is the only one who can do something like this, and yeah, that's yeah. honestly bullshit. Yeah, I, yeah um, that's, that's defense because it should be the thing you should be saying. Like what that guy said is bullshit. The thing you should be saying is like, "Wow, I admire this game. I wish I could make games like that. I wish we could make games like that." Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Like even if it's like, "No, we can't. It's not possible." But don't say like. The yeah, this is like the way that it was framed. This is an outlier, or you know, like, and and it's not possible for triple. It's not possible for the guys with billions of dollars to be as good as the guy with very little money. Yeah. Doesn't hit the way. Like, it's a really. You shouldn't even be thinking that way. You should be like, man, I'd really love to make a game like that, mm. and that's it. Mm. You know, like you know, I'd really, I'd really love to. Yeah. How can we do this? Or just say like, we don't make those kinds of games. But if I could, I would. You know, that kind of thing. Like, I think that's. Right, like Elden Ring, uh, they're saying Elden Ring is not an outlier. I think Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom doesn't have to be an outlier. You don't say like, "Oh, Zelda raised the bar so high, we can't make games like that." Or Elden Ring, like people didn't really say that that much. No, it just looks harder because there's more lines of dialogue. But it's, yeah. if one some person can do it, then people they can do make it. it. And, I- and you know what? All this praise. Uh, for all these games. I feel like it's true of Tears of the Kingdom, maybe less true of Elden Ring, but I think still true of Elden Ring too, like when you get right down to it. Definitely true of Baldur's Gate 3. It's not like they're the most graphically impressive video games of all time. They look good. I play Baldur's Gate 3 and I go, oh, this looks really great. But it's not like it is pushing the cutting edge of graphics and fidelity. Like It kind of goes back to the drum that I feel like I've been banging for so long. Which is just like, guys, Um, it's just like, guys, you don't have to chase these insane budgets to have the game that's going to look the best. Like, just make good video games. Well, we're to the people. 
people will respond to that. But I feel like we are just in this glut of, well, how are we going to monetize? How are we going to games as a service? How are we going to battle pass? How are we going to... Uh, what graphics do we need to push to make this, you know, so impressive that it can't play on any system? You know, like, uh, and I love, I ended up loving Cyberpunk 2077. I can't wait for the expansion. By all accounts, it sounds like that's going to be the second coming of that game, or maybe the third, if you're going to count the kind of revival uh, after the anime. Mm -hmm. But the anime showed that that game's merits weren't in the graphics. I didn't fall in love with the anime because it had the best graphics. <laughs> like it was, that's not what it was about. And that's not what it needed to be about for the game itself. In fact, the amount of times I played cyberpunk and was like, you know, if this looked like the anime, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I'd be all right like, too. You yeah. don't always have to chase technical proficiency. You just have to chase like making a quality product that, People don't feel like it's taking advantage of them. you also. And th that's a really good point, And I totally agree with it. But we're also thankfully or we should be thankfully in a place where there is um, you can hit your aesthetics much easier than you used to be able to. You don't have to like you said, you don't have to go for the cutting edge and be out there on that. The tip of the Unreal 5.5 engine. You can be somewhere a ways back because it turns out a ways back is pretty awesome still. Like we are at a kind of a crescendo right now. Graphically, it's no longer the leaps it used to be. We're kind of on a slower upper curve. So make these experiences across that 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 known space. So you're not where it, these games won't launch as a graphical mess and have to wait for fifty patches to be fixed. Like the, if this game, it's if this game right here looked like a, a lower poly. I don't know. Like the, the if it looked like the first original sin, I'd be fine with it. If it was written and built and behaved like it's behaving, I wouldn't care. And like you said, these graphics aren't the, you know, these aren't the drop deads anyway. This is somewhere on the curve. And I think we it's should be. It's not a flawless experience either. I've no. had two crashes. I've seen weird things. There's a cup that always seems to be floating around my camp for some reason. There's <laughs> a goblin that was hovering outside of a cage. Like it hasn't been a flawless experience, but where are the gamers with their pitchforks for Larry? And I guess, I guess there's a double standard. Not really. The difference is people don't feel like they're being taken advantage of. And all of a sudden you feel a little more willing to go, you know what? This game is giving me so much much and it's so massive and it's so big like and i know there's so much going on that i can occasionally forgive the fact that there's a cup floating in the background yeah but That's it's also fine. the kind of gun the game that may 20 more hours in you'll go to camp and suddenly that cup will speak to you and you go oh shit like, oh, it was a story cup. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Like that's what I'm saying about the the breadth and depth of the game. I'm not taking any of that stuff for granted, even though I've seen glitches too. But I'm like, mm, that goblin. Why did he move like that? And, and probably because it's polygonal mess. I don't know. But part of my brain goes, ah, but maybe <laughs> he's about to turn into some kind of tiefling uh, monstrosity, and I got to keep my eye on him. You know, like. That's, again, to the credit of the game. It's a really special experience, and it's going to take us forever to play it. Like, if Bo, who's yes, had them... it really is. Bo's been playing every night, right? After work, you play, play, play. All I have one week in, I have 77 hours. Yeah, and you're oh not out gosh. of Act 1. Oh, sorry, 86.9. I am not out of Act 1. And like I said, I'm underground, and I thought, surely I must be done. Nope, we're going deeper, much deeper. And the map looks pretty big. 
So if you're looking at that service map going, all I got to do is clear all that and I'll be done and move on to Act 2. Nope. No. <laughs> There's a lot more. And if Act 1, I'm assuming, is the smallest of the acts, I think Baldur's Gate... If I ever get to Baldur's Gate, it's going to blow my brain off with how much <laughs> shit there is in this place. Like, I don't know how these reviewers are finished. I mean, that's another thing worth saying. They were, they were you know, some of the devs were tweeting out, oh, we're happy with our Metacritic scores because it's it's one point above uh, Tears of the Kingdom mm-hmm. at 97. Doesn't matter where it is relative to Zelda, though. Really, the key is it's over 90. Both or nine, both in user score and critic score, and IGN turned in a perfect ten, I think, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So that's like you know major outlet stamping the ten on it. Yeah. I am like guys, core listeners, buckle up. I hope you like CRPG and Baldur's (laughs) Gate three. One playthrough might take me till Christmas. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm legit (laughs) concerned. Because I don't zoom through it. I look under every little rock. You even know for me playing D&D, I'll get lost in details like, what's the velocity of people flying down a shaft? we got to get this math question correct. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, and I might want to do another playthrough when I'm done. So yeah. I don't know, man. We'll see. But you're you're yeah, further than the IGN guys. They're yeah. right. They're right now only fifty five hours in. You're probably the furthest of anyone I know, and you're still in Act One. That's really says. Awesome. Oh, really? That's the other thing is how they review it. Like I do genuinely wonder how do you. Well, it's I mean, pretty clear a review in progress. It's a review in progress. Like, they don't have it. There's no score yet um, from it's them. It's pretty okay. clear okay. it's a ten, though, right? If you're like, name me a CRPG that has amazing production value. You know, if I want a computer role playing game that uh, follows a, a, a rule system religiously, has great <laughs> graphics and, and production value, awesome yeah. voice acting, a good story. I can already tell you the story's good by now. Like, you know, they'd have to literally like destroy your computer to earn less than a 10. Like your computer would have to explode in the middle of act two and melt into a pile of shit. You know, even if, even if the only good part was act one, act one is so good. It just just seems pretty obvious. I know I'm the the guy who's just like, give everything a 10, but this like, seriously, if you, if you're, if anyone who gives this like less than a nine, like you're, you're, you were the, either you were the wrong guy you, to review you need to it. see a therapist. Yeah, you, have you were the wrong reviewer for yeah. the job. If all you like is racing games, don't put that guy on that review, all right? Because that's not your guy. But yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. Um, the level cap in 5e is 20, right? So yeah. is this, tw- I assume this one's also a level 12. cap of 20. Is it 12? 12 is all? 12. Okay. So if you have played 77 hours and you're not out of Act 1, are you... Maybe it doesn't matter because who cares? It's a different kind of thing than just leveling all the time in D&D anyway. But if you hit 12 and you're not out of Act 1 yet, are you worried about that at all? You're cool with that? Swaps? No, no. I'm totally good because yeah. um, I, I have yet to guess, but I think there are going to be other systems that allow you to progress outside of the levels. Mm. you got gear. You've got meh, 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 that I'm sort of vaguely aware about, but I don't know if you guys are. Meh, meh, meh. But, but but <laughs> basically, the, it, you're not gonna. You might not level according to the D and D way of leveling, but there might be like a paragon system. Let's say okay, another way of growing your character that isn't going to twenty in D and D. 
because a lot of the spells at high level are like snap your fingers and go to hell, you know, or, or go to any plane <laughs> in the universe. It's like so we gotta we gotta program the entire astral plane to make gate, you know, like they can't do it, right? But I think what I expect is that there is a secondary leveling system and it you know outside of getting to level to the levels like a par- paragon's the best analog in, you know in, in Diablo 3 you right. stop leveling but you grow in other you keep ways keep going yeah so I, I think there's a know, grow in other ways system later what so. i was going to say about that is um that's great i'm totally stoked about that idea but i i like like the camping equipment and food and stuff that lets you do long rests and short rests that feels like a dm did that and and everything in this game that veers from the tabletop experience because video game, right? Feels like a DM did it. Doesn't feel slapped on, doesn't feel arbitrary. It's like, well, in order to make this make sense, we're gonna have to have you rest. How do we do that? Accumulate a bunch of food and 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 camping crap. A system meant to it. keep you busy so you'll do microtransactions. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But there's, there's no food store where you can buy your food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it does it in this way that felt like a DM said, "Here's the best way to handle this problem." You've done that with our stuff. Yeah. It's like we had certain things we had to do differently because it was set in a desert all the time. It wasn't a place yeah. where we had a lot of water or whatever. So you. You have your own little rule set on top, and it just feels like Larian said, "Here's five E, and we're really, we're really into it, and we're going to keep five E. Here it is, it's going." But then on top of that, here's a little layer layer of Larian rules that say yeah. these do these new ideas and stuff. And I love how that feels. Yeah. It doesn't feel yeah. like I said, it doesn't feel tacked on or stupid. Yeah, no, that's uh, I know because um, chart like there's no real charge. Yeah. In in D and D, like you just say, I run and tackle or something like that. But charge is a video game move, and I've already seen enemies who do like basically the charge from Divinity, mm. and I'm like, that's not a D and D move, but it looks cool and makes sense. It's a charge, yeah. so Fits. there's definitely already attacks on there. But then there's D and D shit. I was fighting a boss, the crazy weapon, and the weapon, um, you know, I died the first time. I tried this boss. <laughs> And but the thing is, you you know, you reload and you're like, let me try this again. Mm. It has the great D and D stuff of um, command is a great spell. Mm. If it hits, force the enemy to do nothing and drop their weapon. Opening round, make them drop a weapon. Lizelle picks up the weapon and starts smacking it. <laughs> like it's on the ground. I can just pick it up and it's the best weapon I have now. Yeah. And so and then I completely and then the enemy's punching for like nothing damage. So it's also like when you look at these encounters, you have to think like you're supposed to think like, what's the worst thing I could do to my opponent, right? It's not is my DPS high enough so that I can tank the damage and hit the monsters? It's like how do I throw them into a bottomless pit? How do how do I steal their weapon and make them drop it on the ground? Like everything is like this D and D style puzzle, like you said, like a D like you're foiling the the DM spent all night bit. trying to make an interesting encounter. Yeah. How can I ruin his day by trivializing it completely? Yeah, and it lets you do yeah. it. Like you can do yeah. it. Well, it's like you can in D and D. Yeah, I and- punched a boss down in abyss and killed him in like <laughs> not one hit, but like. So I, I kept rolling ones against this guy and I wasn't really expecting him. And he, he like my party was in a rough spot because I thought I was done. I didn't realize I was walking into a big encounter. And next thing I know, I'm fighting like five goblins and this boss that I was supposed to kill. 
And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I was not ready for this fight. I came in at like half health, all my spells spent. Uh. And like, I just start getting ones over and over and over and over again. And one party member goes down and then another party member goes down and then another party member goes down. And I've got one party member, yep. low health yep. and a boss that goes bring and heals like all his health back. Ugh. And I go and swing. I miss and I was like, this is going to be a reload. And then I just look at the shove command. I love shove. Is it, it, Car- it Carlac? This is Carlac, right? It, well, I, it, this wasn't. This was on my playthrough oh. where I didn't get her yet. Uh, so okay. it was probably Lizelle. And okay. I just, and Lizelle just goes. Push. And off he goes into the abyss. Boss defeated. Everybody pops up. He had damn near full health. And uh, the only downside, as I would find out on my second character, is that that character had some pretty good loot on them that I missed <laughs> oh, out on because yeah. they were at the bottom of a pit. But we've but, experienced uh, that in 5e as well, right? Like yeah. stuff that got sucked into. I remember what happened, the sandstorm stuff, and I lost that staff and I couldn't ever get it. Mm. That's and a, there's Zorander's fist. Varel. I made an item just for Varel, a big fist weapon, and I think he just threw it aside and just interest or something like that. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's Varel and he's like, whatever. <laughs> and it's D&D, so it lets you do it. The same thing happened with this, you, you know, laughing at me earlier, and I'm laughing at myself for not knowing that the rogue was over there on the other side of the ship crash, but it let me do it. Yep. Right? Yeah. Even that F up is kind of not. It's kind of part of the game in a weird, weird, it's so good. Yeah. So I've got, I want to, uh, I, I can't wait till we've all played through and we can kind of compare things, but you've gone to that that first town where the goblins are, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You got, I spent a lot of time the three, there. Did you, did you meet the three ogres in the house that were chatting? And there's the one enlightened one who can speak intelligently? No. Yeah, I found out why, too. That was amazing. I didn't oh, see I don't them. know why. I don't know why, I actually. did find out why. Because so the first time I met them, I talked my way out of it, as I was doing plenty of times. The second time... I was trying to Metal Gear Solid my way through the town and take out packs of goblins without alerting other packs of goblins. And I got to them, and the town was already pretty much dead. And Mm -hmm. so I was just like, you know what, let's just fight them. So I got in a fight with all of them, killed them, got a chance to loot them. And there's a funny thing, uh, you know, if you you know these ogres, they're arguing over what what they're eating tastes like, the meat they're eating. The one that said it tastes like chicken had chicken as his inventory item. The one that said it tastes like it was what? It was chicken. And then the enlightened one says it tastes like pork, but the other one said it was something else. He had whatever the other thing was in his inventory. So they were eating different meat. So they were both right. Yeah. But then I looted the enlightened one and he has a magical headpiece that when equipped ups your intelligence score to 17. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, wow. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Go ahead, break it down, Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. That, that's cool. And, and you, know, you know what's funny about that? For me, that conversation... Um, because I'm I'm playing a bard. I, I just I got rid of the rogue levels. I'm just full dragonborn bard now. Yeah. So I I like to talk my way out of things. So I managed to talk my way into a deal where uh, I'll pay him. I paid him to switch sides from the goblins to my sides. <laughs> so uh, I have a horn, and when he blows it, him and him and the two teammates are gonna come kick ass for me. But I gotta pay him a thousand gold, or he'll kill me. <laughs> Wow! So I'm, I'm trying to keep a thousand gold on hand so I can blow that horn when I need to. I did um, get the horn as well, though it doesn't do anything because he's dead. Oh, so oh, yeah, no, no. He's he said blow the horn and I'll come beat up whoever you want and just make sure you have my money. Wow. Uh, yeah. So see, now that's funny. Yeah. You saw the thing and you didn't get any of that resolution. John saw the thing, got a whole other aspect to it. I didn't see him at all, and now I want to go back to the town and find out what the hell you guys are talking about. What other game does this? You know, like when, yeah, when Starfield or, comes out, are we going to have anything near this? Like, I feel like Starfield's got its money. It's got its Starfield, money cut it. like that last preview of Starfield looked really good. It really changed my opinion on Starfield, but it is going to have to be very, very impressive. And I think they could do it. You know, it's not like it's one for one. It's not like you're going to be comparing apples to apples. Like it can be a very good different thing. But I, I mean... Boy, game of the year on a year that seemed real contentious got real easy these past couple days. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, like there's a lot of really good games out there. But right now, I kind of feel like for my interests, like uh, number one is a lock already at this point. I'm going to pull a Scott Johnson and in <laughs> August say game of the year. Yeah. Uh, but like, no, I'm right there I, with gen- you. I genuinely yeah. don't know how a game can surpass. I do too. I think, I think the this. only one that has a choice, a chance to do it, I'm sure we'll have some great two, threes and fours on our list, but for, for anything to do it, the only real contender might be Starfield and it's a tall order. I don't know how they yeah, do it. Starfield uh, has a chance because Starfield it's a quantity, but yeah, uh, Zelda, Zelda the other one. Yeah. Well, I haven't played it. There's no way Zelda's going to be number one on my list. No, but I haven't played it and won't have played it. Yeah. Not for us, but I just mean also in a more, you know, right. we might get, we might, I don't know. I don't know what our friendship with Jeff Keighley is going to be like after this year's VGAs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's been so strong up till now. So who knows? Yeah. Where he calls us every day. He's like, you guys are just doing amazing work. Mm hmm. Uh, don't go, go introduce in. you to all my. Friends. I mean, we got a co-stream that this year, right? Like, I feel like I have a horse in the race. This oh year, hell yeah, for sure. Yeah, hell yeah. I think it. I don't. 
I don't see how it doesn't win. The only thing, like I said, like until we see it for ourselves and play it and see what Starfield's really got to have on offer, and it may be a totally different kind of game, but if but if it wants to be this level of I don't want to like the word perfection. This this level of achievement, they're really going to have to pull it all out. I'm sure they know that. They've, everybody I know in the entire dev community that I follow, they're all playing this. Everybody. Nobody's not yeah. playing this. Like it's insane. It, you're, I feel like it's like I get if you don't play CRPGs and don't want to play it, that's fine. But if you play games generally, you're crazy not to play this or give it a try. Yeah. Said so this. It's it's. It's easy enough on easy mode, I think, and you'll definitely enjoy it. And, and well, yeah. How often do we get a game that is such a solid single player and multiplayer experience? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing is usually a game is good at one or the other, but by uh, all accounts, this game is extraordinarily solid on both fronts. Yeah. I, in theory, it is, but we're not playing. So I've, and that's I, a time. I've had thing, some, though. I've had. I've had some multiplayer experience with uh, Mike and Crofton. Oh, what'd and, you tell us? How did, <laughs> well, how did that and, go? And, is that the so, game or is that Mike and Crofton? Yeah, what is that exactly? Well, it took me a long time to get them to have the right habits because it's very easy to be chaotic in this game. Mm-hmm. And then everything, you can't follow anything and it's bad. And Scott, you played with Mike and Crofton. Oh, yeah. So you know a little bit of what I deal with. Crofton steals all the time. <laughs> yeah. They're both talking to NPCs across on the other side of the map. And I'm like, please play together, everyone. We're a right. party. Like, yeah. And so I, it's a little bit of a problem getting sometimes people to play, even on our tabletop games, to play second fiddle. You guys on TWBD were really good, but a lot of play groups have a problem where it's not my turnitis. Yeah. So when it's my turn, I'm all into it. And then when it's not my turn, it's phone, cracking jokes of friends, and then not paying attention to the person whose turn. I hate that. Yeah. It's really disrespect. Like when it's your turn, we're we're watching you do your thing. So now you please observe the same respect for your players. Yeah. Um, but I just hate being a wet blanket because yes, we're here to have fun. I'm not here to parent people, but yeah, Mike and Crofton, you know, Crofton in particular can be pretty bad. So the answer is yes, so, it is a Crofton so, and, and so, Mike problem. So they've all I've the, I've done to train them. I, I know Mike listens. I don't think Crofton may listen now that he knows I'm talking about him. So if you're listening, I trained you to play Divinity properly. It took me years. And then we stopped playing for a while, and all that work is undone in the first session of Baldur's Gate. Yep. Now, Mike's not bad. Mike's breaks pretty good, but he made a himbo mage which i didn't i was like i didn't like it at first but i'm like you know it's fine he has a vision in mind it's okay but he had he's a surfer guy like he's like a ken doll with lip lip, lip gloss wow and stuff he's like hey dudes how's it going man and like <laughs> but it, you know it works i trust his vision and crofton gets to be a thieving little halfling rogue and that's great right. but we have another friend that we know in real life that who we invited to play yeah. Brack, he's very shy, so he's probably going to be even mad that I said his name. He oh, Brack, the ca- the cartoon character from Adult Swim. I was going to say from not Space Brack. Ghost Coast to Coast. Yeah. Not, uh, not Brack. Ding, fries are done. Ding, fries are done. That guy. Yeah. I think Lizelle, like A-E, Breck. Not, oh, not oh Breck. Okay. Breck. Um, um, <laughs> and he's like, join us. And, you know, he's, we're the, he's getting caught up in the hype, so it's our first session. And, you know, we're in the Nautiloid. And I'm, you know, it's like, all right, let's get Shadow Heart out. We got to go find the key. Let's find the key. Everyone's, we're having a laugh because everyone's trying to get her out and they're failing their roles. And I see like a perception check failed. And then some, you know, Crofton says like, what's this perception check failed mean? And I'm like, oh no, the, bar- the barbarian's robbing from us. So Breck is immediately stealing from all of us. And I'm like, please 
Get get it out now. Except sh- then we release Shadowheart, and he steals from Shadowheart before we can dialogue with her. She aggro's. Oh, and we shit. get into combat with Shadowheart, and we kill Shadowheart. What? And I'm oh, like, you're gonna destroy Scott. He's uh, been just posting like every. I, I don't like, know if it's his personal screenshot <laughs> folder or what, but he's just been showing like, pictures of Shadowheart to the chat he loves her so much. We're just on Discord, but I think you can hear in the tone of my voice that I'm pretty grumpy at this point. So I'm like, you just killed a major NPC that we could bring to our camp. Yeah. He's like, oh, I thought this was a sandbox and we could have fun. And I'm like, not GTA fun. This is a D. And then I'm like, I'm becoming that guy. You're not playing D&D right in play group. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, but... But really, no, we can't do this. <laughs> I'm like, I can only deal with one Croft, and I cannot deal with two. If we have to play this way, it is going to suck. It's not going to be great. Yeah. So, you know, I can... D&D's bad with not a good group of people. People have personality problems. In a, yeah. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you that multiplayer Baldur's Gate 3 also subject to the same problem. Yeah, there's no there's no way to streamline it so that they that your players behave. So, you know, at least but in Overwatch, accurate. in Overwatch or some shooter, you're bing, bing, bang, everybody's shooting each other and you're trying to win. Then you can be a-holes between matches or whatever. Yeah, but whatever. you're still kind of yeah. stuck with where you're at and what you're shooting. Whereas this is... You have to coordinate, like just like a tabletop version of this. So yeah, it's like, okay, this character's chatting with this other NPC. Please come listen and observe them. Don't go off and you know be bored and uh, you know it's. Yeah. So I have training in my future. Uh, you guys, I wouldn't have to train. I wish we were playing. Yeah. Oh, but basically Mike described Crofton- my first four E. D&D experience oh, really? basically what he just described. Like, I can do like, whatever I want. I take out my dick. You know, <laughs> right? like, okay. Everybody else like, on one page and <laughs> one other person that's like, we're gods. I'm going to stab this lowly farmer asking for help. Yeah. Why? Because I can. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. That's the problem. All with of a sudden things. you understand why religion exists. Like <laughs> it just makes you understand what, what has happened in this world. You're like, Oh, this is why they invented it was so that certain people that when they think nothing matters, immediately go on killing rampages are somewhat held. Accountable. Yeah. You got to control people. That's that you're probably not wrong. I mean, one time Crofted when we were playing and he was already, you know, learn to play you know he like they killed some orcs and he's like can i cut off their balls i was like okay everyone's like why do you want to do that he's like because he can so he cut off he had a beat up orc scrotum in his inventory and i'm like it's <laughs> like you would never do that you it wouldn't even be funny in real life you know what i mean if we were like, be fighting, horrific yeah you know, be it'd awful. just be like you, there's something mentally deranged about you we need to get you help as soon as possible i mean there are things like i you know nash was famous for like wanting to keep peelings from no, that was adorable vegetables. in a gross yeah, but, way but that's the point in a gross fit, stay in your corner kind of way but it like, fit the character it. it wasn't like a chaos machine right it was like he would he these these were meaningful choices for him whereas it sounds like crofton's just like can I cut off his balls? Yeah. Okay, then. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, I'm do it. <laughs> I mean, some people take that whole, like, you can do anything in D&D a little too far. I can do anything. Yeah. You know, and it's like, y- yeah, you know, but there's also consequences to it. You know, and you, you teach them, but then, I don't know. Anyways, it's... It's just when it's juvenile stuff that's like, okay, you know, I, I think the group, even if they are different alignments, I have to find some common ground to work together or just 
or you're not going to be a good group. It just becomes about you, essentially. Yeah, and and if this is real, you would die out there in the wilderness trying to be a group that can't get their shit together. And it's it's another app. Find a way to be a rascal that isn't disruptive to the team. Let me ask you this, though. Were these hot hot swaps within your game you were already running, or were these separate sessions? No, we started a new session. And we only played like four hours in a bit. But, um, you know, one of the things I noticed about the game is like, whoever's running ahead the most will set the pace for everyone else yeah. and it it's it's a hard habit to learn to be like we have to go slower because someone's you know like there's somebody's talking to an npc or we're dealing with this situation so don't race ahead yeah. and you know we even have i'm sure you've you had that multiplayer with kyle garrett and Kristen, john where it's like you enter a new room nothing much is going on so it's a loot race yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like yeah. everyone's doing loot race you know it's like I don't know. It's because I have my own save file. I'm a kind of okay to chill and just let everyone else have that kind of fun. Cause I don't need to do it in the group. Right. But, um, I just don't like when people don't work together and they kill major player characters for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Especially her. I got an X. What does it do? <laughs> like, goodbye, she's, a, she's a saint. She's kind. She's, she's healery. She's awesome. Don't kill her. Well, he said, like, why did she attack me? And it's like, it's because you robbed her. And <laughs> like, you literally yeah. reached, she got out of uh, one danger and then you stuck your hands in her pockets. Like, yeah. But again, gross. this, I mean, even with Crofton in there acting like a monkey on fire, it's a, he wasn't it's, the worst one. He honestly wasn't the worst one. <laughs> but the, but the my worst. point is, like, even with bad behavior like that, the game impresses me because it's like, here's a yeah. major character who has dialogue throughout the whole game meaningful well-read paid a voice actor tons of money to be this woman she's gone now in love with her yeah she's gone now (laughs) she's dead because crofton got aggroed her you fought her she's dead the whole rest of the game no shadow heart that's crazy no other video games do this very well it's crazy. Yeah, in fact, you you can't even kill them. Your gun will lower, or you'll just yeah, or they'll get on. Wall. They'll take a knee, right? They'll be like, oh, <laughs> they're like, you're going to endure this this voice acting because we paid a lot of money for it. Yeah, it's, it's like the, the box. They, they pull a Templar in Diablo three where he just takes a knee and then comes back later after a little moment of you know reflection. Yeah, I will say I don't know if there's a way around it in this one because I have an important question for you after this, Scott. But oh gosh, in Divinity Original Sin two, you can kill the other named characters. Mm. But because they have the light of divinity in them, they they come back. Right. Like, they don't permanently actually die. You just won't see them for the rest of the act, but Mm. you'll encounter them later. And in the Grand Clash for divinity, you end up fighting them. I think some of them. I think at the end of Act 3, if they die there, they die permanently. That's when they die. But they could be in your party and die, too. Yeah. Um, uh, And then the final clash in Act 4 is whoever's remaining. Um, In this game... And uh, now, do you both have Withers? Yeah. Uh, Scott, do you have an NPC named Withers in your camp? No. Okay, so we have something else very important to tell you. <laughs> All right, tell Withers, me what I missed Withers again. I left him at the river. Camp yeah, go ahead. That has three services for you. Uh huh. You can hire. Um, you can hire Mercs, which I, I haven't tried yet, but I think it's just make your own other characters. Yeah. Can hire mercenaries. You can respec your class, yeah, for like a hundred gold, costs nothing, and you can res characters. Is that how you did your? Uh, so I think with Withers, we might be able to get Shadow Heart back. Oh, interesting. Um, well, so you could revive her with a revive scroll, but she'd still be pissed, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but I th- I think it like if you basically, I think the service is there. If you die by getting thrown into a pit, and there's no way to res you from that situation. You can go to Withers, yeah. and Withers can res things. The reason why I mentioned it seems. It seems like crazy to go through your whole playthrough and not have the option to respec just because you didn't bother to find them. So there's a <laughs> yeah. whole lot of game ahead of you. Let me do you this one solid mm. and spoil you a little bit. Mm. Have you been to the ruins north of the Nautiloid where the uh, where the bandits are robbing stuff? Oh, yeah. I've been up there. Bunch okay, of fights, so in, too. So in there, there's a secret chamber with withers in a crypt and you should go get him shit did it is you he... also get a pendant with speak with dead and speak with dead is really fun and so oh. go go pick that stuff up in there for sure 100%. i'm pretty sure the reason i didn't get to see him is there's stuff in there that i need a rogue for and i didn't yep. have a yeah rogue. for sure there's some locked doors and be yeah. careful of the pit there's a little pit um and also just a shout out again their design um, if you haven't talked to them on the surface of the cathedral, the two NPCs that you, if you, if you end up fighting them, uh, you can talk them out of fighting you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can shoot the cement block above them and insta kill them by shooting the, the little thing and dropping. I have killed some stuff with that. Environmental kills are actually all yeah. over the place. You just have to look for them. Yeah. They're great. But, um, but I, you know, I'm spoiling a lot, but it's a long game. Like if I spoil, the first thing that happens in the game, there are still 5,000 unspoiled things for you, so don't worry. Well, I and think also, there are going to be people... Like, Withers is missable, obviously, yeah, Scott. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think there is a service to that. And I will also give one more tip that I thought of because I missed it on a early level up and then thought of it, like, when I hit level three and went, oh, shoot, I can do that. Um, you might assume because the game selects it for you automatically that when you hit uh, a particular level with your characters and you get the chance to choose a specialization that you might be locked in on it, you can actually change it. Mm. So uh, that's something that they don't make obvious. They do it for, I think you, like when you get your opportunity on your character, I think they highlight it as something to choose. But for example, um, like with the fighter, um it automatically picks i don't think it's the champion i think it's the battle master mm. like it automatically picks battle master actually i know the one for gale it automatically makes gale an evocation mage right, right. that did happen with you him. can you can click that and you can change it and you can pick something different than evocation And you can do it during so, camp right you can camp and do it or do i have that you wrong can, you, you, you need you wither whenever you, you do you, you, need can do you, you can do it without withers. You can do it without withers as long oh. as you do it when you level him up. That's the oh. thing about the UI. The UI doesn't make it obvious because uh, I don't remember when they get their school. It's like level three. It might three. even be level two. It's level but, two for uh, the two. Oh. But when you hit level two, it just says like evocation wizard on the UI. You have to click it and then you have the ability to change, change it. it yeah, and you don't make obvious. it obvious that you can change it. Yeah, there's a little and branching th- thing on the left you're talking about where you can make yeah. it, you can make deeper choices. Yeah. Can, yeah. can I do so. do you know if the cleric lets you know cleric in the in five E you can prepare their spells uh at a long rest for the next yeah. you can, whatever. Is it long rest? I thought it was any time. I thought long it was rest? long rest. Okay, it's wizard. Wizard is any time. You can whip out the spell book. And- That's what I think it is. Wizard oh. is long rest, too. Is it? 
maybe well, in the so. RPG, but in the game you can whip it out as long as you're in camp. Yeah, or, and that's what I'm saying. Change, is I can change them anything. Yeah, yeah your prepared I'm, spells, you just open your book and prepare what you want. And I'm pretty sure oh, that's nice, true nice. for the cleric as well in this, as opposed to the tabletop. So I think so too. I haven't yeah. really done it that much, but I, th- I think so. That's well, why like that. one of the benefits of wizard over sorcerer and warlock, where mm-hmm. sorcerers like yeah. you just have the spells you have, and that's it. Yeah. Can I? Okay, here's a question for you. Because I was, I told you this last week, I really liked Will, so I chose him. I didn't make a custom character for this run, um, mm-hmm. which is weird. I don't know why I didn't that didn't do that, but I like him. Um, but if I wanted to respect him, can I do that, or is he locked? Yeah, you can respect. You can respect any, anybody. Okay. Yeah. Um, you so, probably just so need Withers at this you, point. You okay. have to go to Withers, and and for a hundred bones, he'll respect anybody. Anybody. Um, which I is kind of nice. Wait, I have to bone him 100 times? Oh, you mean you mean gold. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, he's into bones. <laughs> Actual <laughs> bones. He's, he's bony, that's I for sure. I hope you've been picking up bones, but... You gotta bone yeah. me 100 times, and then you can get it, <clears throat> he'll say. Um, yeah, the other thing is, um, just while you're mentioning Will, too, I was, Will was the least exciting of the NPCs, but then I saw what happened when I didn't... I didn't let him kill Carlac mm. and uh, his little mistress or his demon packed Lord yeah. punishes him and he gets all like punished. Oh, really? And I was like, Oh shit. What? Oh yeah. You haven't got that far. I Sorry. Got that far. No, it's okay. okay. It's well, fine. you know what? It's I fine. mean, he'll make it pretty clear if he hasn't, cause you're his NPC, he's hunting Carlac, right? So you, you meet Carlac and you can decide, are you going to kill Carlac? Cause your, your packed master told you, or are you going to spare her? And, you can spare her, and you will be punished for it. That's really? all I'll say. Okay. Yeah, but you'll still be able to play. You're not dead. No. Demons don't punish you. No. Um, there's also uh, no. So wither. Go get withers though. Like to the north in a chamber with skeletons lying on the ground. Yeah. That's how you know it's the right chamber. Look yeah. for secrets in there. It's an underground thing, or yeah. inside of the. Um, it's in the chapel, chapel, which is the chapel is underground, but it's not really a dungeon, right? Like it's not. It's not like underground, like something. Okay. In the dark yeah, I have been in there. I guess I just. I think there's a door I couldn't get through. I'll bet that was it. Um, the door you couldn't get through is probably not it because there's some other looters deeper in. Oh. That's not the right one. There's a room with a bunch of skeletons. Okay. Just lying on the ground, and one of the exits is like a cavern. Okay. You'll know you're in the right place. Okay. Towards the back of the statue of, is it Saluna or Cargill? I think it's the, it's a statue of Cargill. Um, there's a button that you have to percept to see back there. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. I'm just telling everyone that because I think everyone should have Withers in their party. Yeah, get Withers um, going. Uh, by the way, Left Hand Heathen in the chat reminded me of a PC Gamer article I also read. He says, I read someone who respect all the main party to rangers, summoned bears, and then left the party behind and just played the game as bears. Yeah, there's a PC Gamer <laughs> article about that. That's crazy, um, right? It's crazy. Awesome. Yeah. But I awesome. Mean, That's amazing that you can even do bear, it. Bear, bears aren't... I, I, I don't want to spoil it because it's too far away, but you should see uh, what I did with mushrooms. Really? <laughs> did you smoke yeah. them? Or did you eat them? Uh, did you make soup? Nope. Okay. Nope. Uh, I made life with mushrooms. Whoa. All right. And you might not even get to do that, so it's not even really a spoiler if you don't... Do the same choice as I did. John, this is but, how uh, Last of Us started. They just made mushrooms yeah. and then... Psh. Yeah, Last yeah, of Us know. is actually a Baldur's Gate 3 <laughs> spinoff. People don't know that. <laughs> now we can also, say it. if yeah. you like mushrooms, but there aren't enough video games with mushrooms, I got a game for you. Mario. Oh, what? 
No, well, that too, but Baldur's, <laughs> Baldur's, Gate, Baldur's Gate's got some serious mushroom lore. I pick them. I pick up a lot of mushrooms because I assume I'm going to make potions and shit out of them. But yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, mushrooms are, are good. Yeah, yeah. I, the I'm game getting can that. be really brutally difficult, though. Mm-hmm. I got in a fight with what I thought was a boss. I for all intents and purposes, was a boss, and then uh, was like, oh, you know, people are commenting on this hole. Maybe I should jump in the hole. So I activated Featherfall and I jumped in the hole and I was like, I just fought an insane boss. I just fought some really difficult to kill enemies around the boss. Just jump in this hole. And I landed. I was like, surely they're not going to throw something crazy at me. Hit the ground. Two minotaurs. I was like, well, we're just having a time here (laughs) from crazy boss to minotaurs. This is just an adventure and a half. So did you beat him or Jeff to? I did. But my goodness, like it was a it was a adventure. Um, Uh, You can do so for some people that may be new to this and it's all a little overwhelming and it may seem difficult at first because it is very tactical and all of that. Uh, The three difficulty levels are totally swappable anytime. So if you're like if the middle of the road one is just like too hard, flick over to the other one that gives it just gives enemies less hit points and, you know, just makes it a little simpler. Also notorious for being hard in the early stages and not as hard later. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you're level four and you're fighting level fives that have multi attacks, so you do one dinky attack and then they the their rangers are shooting three arrows at a time and you're like, What is this shit? Yeah. <laughs> it's like you that. get to attack three times yeah. and hit all three times. I attack once and miss. Super awesome game. The game respects yeah. your time and will let you switch back and forth and it's all in real time, so you don't have to reload or anything. So it's nice. Um yeah, that's Baldur's Gate three. The game's amazing. I'm sure we'll be talking about it more as the weeks go on. So we get further in. You guys um, listening better get used to it. Yeah, it's a really Starfield, good game. I guess, yeah. It's a really good game. I mean, I, unfortunately, the entirety of the games covering content making industry is all talking about this. So you may, you might all be just sick and sick to death of it in a couple of weeks. But it's full of spoilers. I don't even want to look things up. It's like here's how to get this item. Here's how to get that item. Here's what's going on here. And I'm like, dude. Yeah. I'm like, I wish I didn't have to look at these. <laughs> there's like twelve guides on how to romance who and when and what and yeah. You can mm-hmm. go do all that, I guess, if you want. But I'm having fun just you know wandering around and then go oh this oh that oh wow what's you only this get place? to play it for the first time once once yeah. you finish it and you're still interested in the game then you know it's learn all crazy. the ins and outs right yeah yep. like that's fun too yep. yeah love it i was watching like it's just so deep i was watching garrett and kyle play some and they were like well before where i was so i felt confident watching it i looked away for a little while came back and they were in a place i'd never seen <laughs> yeah and like, i was they, like what the <laughs> hell is going on like they they were doing something i had never seen before and i was like they were in an area i felt i had fully explored the, yeah, so they, yeah. they they were suffering from final fantasy 14 brain because it felt to me like because i watched them too their stream this week yeah I was at work and I'm like, oh, they're streaming. I want to check it out. And it was like, it's stuff I, I was felt confident. I'm like, oh, it's stuff I've already done. No yeah. problem. Yeah. And like, they're just like, go straight to Goblin. I got Goblin Quest. Go straight. They didn't even talk to the Druids. I don't think they just went straight to Goblin Quest yep. camp. Yep. And they just kept going and going and going. And I'm like, dude, you guys are missing so much. Like, well, it wasn't even that. It wasn't that they had gotten farther than me. Like, they found something in one of the places that I thought I had fully explored. Mm. Like, I was watching them explore that that Goblin Town. Um, not not the camp, but the town that the goblins took over. Right, the, the whole we were fort or whatever. Were. Yeah. Yeah. And, like... 
all of a sudden they're like interacting with a magic mirror and shit. And I was like, where was this? Like I oh, didn't encounter any I, of this business. I, I did find that. But what's funny so is what, what's funny about that, John, is they encountered something you didn't and found a basement. And what's funny about that is that it goes deeper and they missed actually they missed the a door. huge yeah. area or that goes farther hole. down because they moved on. So, so you're like, Whoa, there's more down there. And I'm like, guys, there's like three more like square hectares of material. What are you moving on for? But yeah. anyway. Is that I the do spider think cave? it's okay to pull back though, because I will tell you this game will suddenly ramp up in a way where I was just like, I was just wandering and like next thing I knew I was in a fight I clearly should not have been right, in. I got fun. myself into some trouble uh, with a with a lady who had magical powers. Oh, <laughs> and she, oh is that south of the town? <laughs> she did not treat me kindly. I was like, I was like, I was so confident. I was like, I'm destroying everything I come across. This will be fine. This will be no big deal. Yeah. And then. All of a sudden, I was really humbled, and I was like, maybe we should continue the goblin side of the story and let this place sit for a little while longer. I, I have I have two other questions for it. Well, one comment, one question, and one is I've met, if you don't mind the minor spoiler of a monster type, you tell me no if you want to hear about sure, it. Sure, sure. But in phase spiders are in this game. Phase spiders are reporting, not what I'm spiders. talking about, but they're real tough. Yeah. Just letting you know, okay, there are phase spiders. Teleport I hate spiders and I hate teleporting magical ones even more. Yeah. <laughs> Just letting you know, phase spiders are a thing. But also I wanted to know if either of you have met a Katobal Prey style character at any point yet. Not yet. Made Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Have you? Well, I'm, John? You did? Yeah. Oh, oh! You did, yeah. Hmm. From the trailer, like, um, made you a deal. Too good. Yeah, to named after a Ninja Turtle. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. We're, we're, I'm sorry. I did. You talking about? Okay. Let's say. Uh, can I say this won't be a spoiler? It was dinner well, time. We pretty much said it when John's in. Yeah, but it's like you, but where you the place him. you went is like dinner time, right? Yeah. 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 I, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> I did okay. I was wondering because it happened in such a random spot. I wasn't sure. If I triggered it event style by going to a location or if it just happens. No, it's time. It's, 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 time. it's happened to me twice and it's happened in different spots both times. Oh, good. Okay. So that's what I, I wasn't sure if, oh, should I tell people? Like, it's like Withers. Like, should I tell people to go? To I was in a really weird area. <laughs> that I'm like, I don't even know why I'm here. It's just like fish around here. And it <laughs> happened. I'm like, people aren't going to know about this if it triggers in the fish area, but it's a time thing. Okay. I, yeah. Well, I don't know that it's time, but I'll tell you the two times I've encountered the character on my two different playthroughs, it was in different spots. Really? And so, it wasn't at a high point above the Nautiloid ship overlooking no. the Nautiloid. For me, <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Mine was. There's just uh, barrels of fish and lookout gear. For, for me, it was crossing a bridge. I just started to cross a bridge kind of in a random place. And I thought, oh, I've triggered something. And I figured that's where it would always happen. But John. Sounds like it's not. No, it happened inside the Goblin Town one time for me, and it happened up on a hill another time. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to see that guy for a good long while. It was a great teaser. Mm. Like, yeah, sure, go mm. go have some fun. Yeah. He's going to come back and mess. Uh, I I don't know where this game's going. I don't want to have expectations too high in terms of what Act Two and Three are going to be, but Act One has been it's pretty stellar. 
It's been like just a, I, I, I'm telling you, it's amazing how far deep in the ground you can go, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're gonna pop out on the other side eventually. That's how that'll go. Yeah. You'd be in Asian D and D land. Let me ask you this about that character. If he ends up giving us giving your warrior or giving your fighter or something something called the Eye of Schmozeal, what will you do? Oh. Will you lose your shit? Will you be like, oh? So look, I've come, I've met Carlac now. I still haven't barely touched her story, but she is clearly the love child of Hope and Nash. (laughs) Like 100%. She's a She has a can do attitude, which I feel like Kristen embodied with her characters. Like, let's go. Like just, Mm. she drops F bombs all the time. Mm. Out of all of us, Kristen was the, was the one, I think the most to drop well-timed F bombs to be like F yeah. And all this kind of stuff where, you know, she did that. Um, can do attitude, a barbarian, but hers was a champion fighter. Same kind of disposition about rough and tumble and just getting in there and fighting it up, yeah. you know, obviously tiefling. And then she has your infernal heart. Like she, in my mind, this is your heart that Zeriel has give, found, gotten off Asmodeus somehow and given <laughs> to Carlac yeah. for some reason or another. I, I feel like. Although they're making it sound like infernal and machines are like this commonplace thing. So we'll see where it goes. But yeah. because what else happens is if it gets too hot, she gets set on fire. Yeah. And that's, that's net, net, Scott, your character literally exploded several mm-hmm. times through our campaign. Yeah. And like I've read some Planescape books. I don't remember coming across <laughs> much of this stuff in the second edition books. I feel like this. I feel like somebody listened to TWBD and liked their campaign and got an idea for a character. You know what? I'm fine with it. Yeah. I just want to know for sure. You just want to know. The, yeah. I just want to know for sure. Yeah. You know, I want to know so badly, like maybe I just sue to get the documents and then pull the case. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just so, just so I can find out in discovery what, uh, yeah. you know, where the insp- just because I want to know. I know, I do too. It'd just be nice. I and mean, people are not shy about telling me they like our show, but I got to tell you, you know, it's wasn't a huge financial hit. We're not all playing D and D right now and, and making money. And I, right. I just want to. It's just. It's nice to. It, I live on the fumes of people saying they liked our campaign and they liked your characters and yeah. they liked the DMing that I did. It means a l- tremendous amount to me. So if there are people at Larian who listened and got some inspiration, I just want to know, man. It'd yeah. be like he needs new fumes to grow. It'd be on. a good soul coin for my <laughs> soul. Some so, hot new fumes just to get, keep you yeah. keep you running and and, and you know like it, it's yeah anyways I just feel like I I still am like five percent expecting some weird alternate Nash to show up as an inside joke somewhere <laughs> I would love that that'd be amazing like, even if they don't call you Nash there's just a face in a wall that goes oh the time barf uh, time barf know, what yeah, never mind what's your get name the hell out of here my name's gash gash flagard what's what's up <laughs> no you don't even want to know my name <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know if i have i a don't name. even know if i've got a real name and then he'll he'll kill everyone with that's thunder how wave. we'll know for sure by yeah, the way thunder we'll... is it thunder wave yeah, yeah. gail gail yeah. uses thunder wave known, a lot known as the scott special holy shit that's an effective spell in this video game it's really good i mean it was an effective spell in our game you took out kyle in one fell swoop 
Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you've gotten over your fear of using it. You oh, did get no, here it's no problem. And, yeah. I'm, and I know it's a Larian game, so I got to look for like, oh, I hope there's no barrels of oil and a candle going to knock over when I do this. Or, you, know, <laughs> whole- you know what? I had a really like anticlimactic moment in this game because I'm so used to everything blowing up. I used a series of items that I thought were explosive but weren't. Yeah. And... I was like, it was shocking because I was like, wait, I'm playing a Larian game. Why are things exploding? Sure. Um, it's like that movie Game Night where people keep getting slammed on tables and the tables don't break. And every time it doesn't break, someone goes, why are tables being so weird? <laughs> like, I was the same thing. Like, I threw this a pot of grease on people and there was a candle nearby. And I thought maybe that would be enough. But that didn't work. I was like, okay, well, that makes sense. And then I had like this smoke powder bomb and i just saw the word bomb and i was like well surely this will blow it up i threw that and that just sits on the ground and doesn't do anything i was like all right well i'll shoot it with an eldritch blast so i shot it with an eldritch blast and it just popped open and powder went all over the ground (laughs) so now there's just a pile of grease and a pile of powder and all these bad guys standing in it and i was like nothing's Nothing's lighting on fire anymore. What's going on? You with need this someone world? to throw. Some, have somebody have Gale throw a firebolt in there and probably catch that all on fire. That's probably my all first playthrough. Everybody had firebolt. My second playthrough, nobody has firebolt, and I, it's really throwing me that I can't light things on. Like fire Gale anymore. doesn't have a, that cantrip. Gale's not in my party. I kicked oh, him out. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, if he's not partying with you, I guess he's back at the place going, oh, I'm so good looking. Let me look at my mirror image for three hours. That guy. <laughs> um, uh, anyway. Well, there- I wanted to know one thing from you guys as well before we wrap up. So I think we're getting close. Yeah. It's just who your party members like. Who's who's your favorite configuration? I just. Um, right now. I mean, that's that early on, but the conversation got away. I don't have a favorite yet because I don't have a lot of alternates, um, yet. No. In fact, I don't have so any. Who you, and who are you running with? So I'm running with me, Shadowheart, and me being Will. Shadowheart, um, uh, weird snake nose lady, uh, Ta- Lazriel, what's her name? Lazelle. Lazelle. And Gail. And is that it? Yeah, that sounds, that's four. I just want you, yeah. your will. That's it. Your will like in the group. Scott yeah. cannot see past the nose. Did you have a conversation with her about her nose? No. I, I Oh, no. You know what I did early on? Yeah. Because it yeah. says, why is your nose so alien? Or some, some question like that. <laughs> yeah, she makes fun of your nose. Yeah. Before you even have a chance to say anything about her, she makes fun she, of yours. She looks like she's a big snake latched onto her face and left nothing but two holes. It's horrible. She's a she's a weirdo. I don't like her. I'm not a fan. She can she's the she best. Can, she can cling on her way through life. It's great. You're speaking to two of Lazelle's uh, sex servants over here. Yeah. <laughs> we have we both have Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she'll grow on. My me. wife walked into the room right when Lazelle was like, "It's time," and I was like, "Honey, you're here at the perfect opportunity. Perfect moment." We're going to bone. And she went, really? And like she pulled up a chair and was like, I want to see. She was all she was all into it. Can so I do a lot of work? Can Withers be romanced or no? I don't know. Yeah, Scott, pursue the Withers romance. I'm just saying, you know, I just want. Do you even know what I, I don't think you know what he looks like? I have yet, no so idea. I have zero idea. Yeah. You're going to have yeah. a laugh when you see him. <laughs> yeah, go for the Withers romance, man. Yeah, do it. Right. Yes, Withers is romanceable. You Probably have it. to pay him, but, you know, because I picture be some wizened old man. I'm guessing I'm totally off. It's not that, is it? 
No, it's like a gelatinous cube or something. See. You're You'll in the see. ballpark. You're in the ballpark. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm finding, I'm finding him after this show because now I know where right. to go. John, what's your party? Uh, my party right now is not ideal. It's very bruiser heavy, but I have myself, uh, Stanley Billings, as a bard. Uh, mm-hmm. I have Lazel as a champion fighter. I have Carlatch as a wild magic barbarian. I have, uh, and I have Will as a warlock. And okay. it's it, it's functional. The the two fighters uh, melees are. Will's pretty strong the group right now. Warlocks are pretty strong. The Eldritch Blasts are crazy with Hex. Yeah, they're not bad. I do feel yeah. a little melee heavy because every time I get in a fight where I can't get to somebody right away, I'm like, bring shit oh, or turn oh, someone oh, into a cleric. Boy. Clerics are nobody. You know, clerics are, are boring, but they're no, strong they as are shit. not. They're I awesome. I love clerics. I wanted they're to try- play a cleric so not, bad. My I'm DM not- talked me out of it. <laughs> Yeah, true. Sorry. <laughs> my dm was like don't play cleric you'll hate it take Shadowheart with well, you she gets I, all that I, I was in part of my prep i was too lazy to come up with my own pantheon so i just said it, it was godless anyways whatever yeah, yeah. Water, water under the bridge next time you can play cleric <laughs> yeah play cleric I'll have, I'll have a pantheon yeah i'm playing same here i'm carlac lazelle but a pro tip for people respec re, if you want to tank respec lazelle keep her a fighter but you can change the specialization, not not the subclass. She has two-handed great we- or great weapon fighting, which turns ones into twos. If you go shield specialization, anyone standing within 1.5 meters, she can force disadvantage on. Oh, wow. Which oh, is nice. huge. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, and if you're playing with Carlac, Carlac is always standing next to her. They're peas in a pod. Yeah. So... There's a lot of hits that turn into misses because of shield specialization. It's huge. And then I take Battlemaster because there's some good moves in there that also complement a more tank, like an actual tank. Oh. Not just a fighter that it takes damage, but they have tools to protect people around them. I'm going to do so, that. Pro tip on the Lazelle uh, Battlemaster. I'm playing Carlac as just a um, whatever gets you better throw. It's hard to stay away from enhanced <laughs> just keep throw. throwing stuff. Yeah. And throw treasure chests at I keep like the biggest, heaviest treasure chests in my inventory. And I just, I'm throwing treasure chests at people. It's amazing. Yeah. You're like borderline uh, over encumbered every yeah. minute, but it doesn't matter because you're going to throw those. She's things. OP. Like once you get her in your party, you realize what a strong character feels like. <laughs> like in that one fight, everyone died except her. She kept going and going and going, chucking people off things and running around. She's the best. Yeah, yeah. Carlac is sh- probably my favorite character. She's so. Where good. did you run into her? Or don't spoil it if it's weird. You'll you'll find it. I would say to give you a general area, look around the hyenas. Okay. Oh, really? Around the hyenas to the east. I'm right up near yeah. there. So. And she's not. She's she's well, a little nooked away. So look in look look in the little nooks and crannies. Okay. Explore explore the map fully. I was there, but um, I went to get Rogue Boy. So. I'm just worried you missed the stereo on you for sure. I'm gonna miss Carl. <laughs> so, you know, so but dumb. Look I just, around. I look just around. didn't want to go through that ship and fight more brains. And now I feel bad. And now, like, you know what? There, I ran through there while we were talking. No other brains in there. There's no more brains. There's yeah. one brain fight. I hated that so, brain fight. So, dude. listen, I know people I don't like, like, I didn't like level it. one crap. I, yeah. I know people don't like spoilers, but I think it because the game doesn't really hold your hand at all. I think it's totally on side to go spoil yourself and look up where Withers is. Mm-hmm. 
if you can't, if you're just a bad at these kinds of things, go find wizards, <laughs> go find withers, <laughs> and go find all the NPCs. Like, go be okay with, like, where do I get the NPCs? Yeah. You deserve to enjoy the fullness of the game. Just because you turned right when you should have turned left, I think is a sucky reason not to get that. And then everything else, don't look up. But yeah, I'd everything else is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I would even argue, well, I don't know, there's something fun about discovering that I missed a guy entirely. I kind of like it. Because now I yeah, can go get them. Again. I just feel bad because they're so good. Like if they were kind of mid or crummy, okay. Yeah, but I'll still like, get that experience because this game is. You paid, played seventy seven hours. You're still in Act One. In the, you're in the basement yeah, of the I world. Know. I know. I I just I, I think the NPCs they're all just very wonderful. I, I wouldn't begrudge anyone looking up where they are. No. But um, yeah, Carlac. What were, what were we saying? Oh yeah. So I'm running that in Shadowheart, and I've kept her mostly intact as what she is. Um, spell selection being pretty critical for her. And I, like you, am, I'm a bard. I'm just a dragonborn bard instead of an elf bard. Bard <laughs> is, uh, like, here's final tip. Play as bard. Bard is the <laughs> best class in D&D. <laughs> like, you're not ever going to feel like you're the coolest, like, oh, look at the way I ran in and friggin' trucked all the bad guys. But you're good at rogue stuff. You're good at casting stuff. You're good at buffing. You can you yeah. can shoot two little crossbows and do some ranged business. You can get in with some swords and stabby stab. You are good at everything and you can talk your way out of everything else. Like it is yeah. genuinely I, the best class in the game. If you like, if you like having the last word, the best last word, I think bards, like I think all the charisma classes probably have good options as a warlock. You might too as well. Um, Scott. Yeah. He's not bad. But there are some bard ones where, like, it's just, like, if you're a bard, you get this dialogue option. You just sing your way out of problems. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> there's one guy's like, how are you going to pay me? I don't need money. I need something, you know, important. And it's like, uh, you want this piece of paper? Uh, I have a magic item. The other one's provide them the most beautiful song they've never heard. And you do that one, and it's the best option. You know, that mm. kind of thing. All right. Well, um, there you have it. That's Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, the biggest pre or the biggest review sort of discussion we've had on this show. Period. We've never talked about Ooh. a game this long, so ta- I'm sorry, Diablo. Four. <laughs> we've barely scratched the surface. Yeah, we've of it. barely touched it. But I think that says a lot about this game, and it was worth waiting for, even though it was delayed. What almost three years? It was. It's been delayed. Um, but now I get why <laughs> the thing is a beast. I think the pandemic de- definitely took its toll on this yeah. timeline. I mean, the original uh, release was supposed to be 2020, right? And I think they just got wrecked by yeah. that. Just like, I, I, th- I think they didn't rush it. Yeah. I think yeah, a lot of companies put out products. They're like, no, let's just ship it. You know, yeah. they didn't. They could afford not to. So that's no. great. I love it. Hope they stay independent. They made some comment in an interview. They would like to do that and stay. They don't have no. They have no interest of selling off. They don't want to be conglomerized. Yeah. They want to. It just, just makes me sad if it's six years. It means it's going to be 2029 when their next game comes out. Yep, 2029. Original Sin three, which they did say they want to make. So uh, you know, I get hope back. it comes out faster than that. <laughs> they get back to their IP. Well, the way this thing's going, we'll still be playing this by then. So freaking huge. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, so who knows? All right, uh, let's move on. I, I, as a result, I had actually a lot of stuff going on, so I had less time for even just gaming in general this last week so any time i did have was dedicated to Baldur's gate but i did install and play very early bits of a game called i am future uh that sounds like a dumb name but it's actually pretty great it's a 
survival game where the world has ended. You come out of a pod and you're up above the the water in some old buildings that that are not covered in water, um, and you survived somehow. And your job is to go collect a bunch of crap that are that are laying around this place that you you're finding yourself in and start to rebuild. Uh, your world. And the thing is, there aren't other people, at least that I know of in the game, maybe even ever. The goal is just to make a better (laughs) survival place. So you're gathering metal and wood and building, you know, different items and automating some things. And there's some robot technology stuff going on. It is a cozy survival game. There's a hunger meter. There's a health meter. When you sleep, the health meter is replenished. And when you eat, your your hunger meter obviously goes goes up. It's not super complex. We're not talking about Valheim here, like at all. Uh, it's a much more lighthearted affair. I do like the overall vibe of this dude's alone, and this is a wrecked world, and he's got to make the most of what he's got. Um, he's got a robot hand, and you can attach a saw to that hand, so that's pretty cool. And you can cut through metal and stuff, and cut wood. <laughs> anyway, um, and you open up new areas. There's some fishing. I think there's some crop. Uh, stuff because I got some seeds, but I'm just not that far yet. But it's called I Am Future. It is in early access on Steam. And so far, just a delightful looking, cool one of these uh, as far as I've been able to get into it. Yeah, it seems it seems neat. I really like the art style in particular. It's very um, colorful, but also, oh gosh, I don't even know how to describe it. What, what do I compare it to? Um, I mean, it's kind of the, the, the perspective is kind of simsy like three-quarter view, top-down, zoom in, zoom out, that kind of stuff. It's all 3D. Um, And it's just really straightforward. Like, it's not... There aren't things attacking you constantly. There aren't, like... It isn't one of those. This isn't Banished, all right, For as an example. Um, yeah, nothing attacks you in Banished, either. Is that, oh, is that true? Just dysentery. Yeah, and, there's yeah. no violence in that game. But I know what, you, I know what you're saying. Just diarrhea. It That's looks a, like The Sims. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. It's just, it's yeah, just di- or diphtheria. Is that diarrhea? Diphtheria. I don't know what that is. Is that diphtheria a different thing? Diphtheria and, you know, yellow fever and measles. Yeah. But for a while, you got to eat bushes because there's no good food around. Then you find some blueberries. I think right now I've got carrots to seed. I have seeds for carrots. So I got to figure out a way to get into the farming stuff. Um, but like I say, very early. It seems really cool so far. Been been watching this one for a while. When it finally came out, I was like, yep, I'm going to grab this. And uh, it's really cool. I am future. It might actually not be technically out until later this next week. Uh, I forget. It might be on Steam now. I'm not sure. Uh, the other one I got was one I think we were all interested in when we saw it. I only installed it, so nothing to say about it except I'm excited about oh, this yeah. game. I know what this is. Remember yeah. Viewfinder? This is that uh, weird first-person puzzler thing where you find old photos and then you can place them in the oh, world. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm talking about? And it really impressed everybody when we saw it in, like, games, whatever it was, one of the games things, Game Awards or something when we first saw it. Um, it's crazy from what I've seen, but I have only installed it and run it to make sure it ran and did all my settings, and then I didn't have time. So I'm going to play this this week, and I'll talk more about it next week. It actually looks pretty wild. Yeah. Like, it's, it's crazy. I, I would, You know what? Yeah. I feel it's good that we support these games early, but this looks like VR. Oh my gosh, dude. Can you imagine? Oh my gosh. I don't. Yeah. They should do that. They should absolutely do that. Um, There's some wild stuff going on in it that I can tell. I mean, I'm looking at this video and it's just like, what? Oh my gosh. Like I may, I may lose my mind playing this because it looks like it might be hard, but uh, 
you know, good reviews. People like it so far. The only thing I've heard negative was that there's these British people that kind of narrate the whole time or not the whole time, but are always talking in your ear and they're, I guess they're kind of annoying. Um, Oh, what the heck? There's Tetris pieces in this. Sorry. You just saw something in the video. Anyway, viewfinder. I'll t- I'll play more and we'll talk next week. That is currently available on everything: Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. Uh, finally, the second chapter of the Expanse dropped. The Expanse Telltale game. I haven't played it yet, but it dropped, and I can't wait. It's installed and ready to rock. So I'll play that sometime this week as well. Uh, I really like that first one, so I'm excited about this. And apparently, it's got a really hard choice in it that everyone's talking about. Not spoiling, but. It's like a rough one. What? Sounds like a telltale game. Yeah. Sounds like the expanse too. Me too. I love you so much. What is what that? What the heck is that? Was that you, Bo? <laughs> yeah, it was me, sorry. What the heck what was that? I heard I you. got I got ADHD distracted. Sorry. <laughs> There's a soundboard in Discord. I was like, what? There's a soundboard? And then I clicked one and I forgot clicking it would have meant that you guys hear you it. Would Sorry play it. Yeah, no, it's, that's how that works. That's funny. Uh, anyway, I didn't even know Discord had a soundboard like that. It's all good. I played, so that's what I played. Mostly battles, uh, uh, battle. I did it again. Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, installed I Am Future. Got a little bit of that done. Viewfinder and The Expanse Episode 2. John, let's get a frog wrestling uh, uh, free purview 2 update. It's a yep. big, big week, right? Big stuff. Yesterday was the big event. Our second free preview. All the titles on the line. Scott. Yeah. Am I dethroned still, finally? You're I'm, still, you're still frog pants. Holy, champion. holy shit! Really? Yeah. I don't even know what to make. Somebody's got to cut Scott down a notch. Who will be the e- chosen Everybody's one? trying. I tried to take him down. Didn't work. Garrett tried to take him down. Randy tried to take him down. Everybody who has stepped Look, up to Scott, you know, you know who we have Ash to call. Magard tried to you know, fight him. You know who we have to call call in to do this, right? Who? You know who it is. Who? It's, it's family. It's like Fast and the Furious. It's family. It's, it's, it's your, <laughs> you gotta, it's your, it's you your brother. <laughs> oh, you, you got to bring, bring in his brother. Your, my my Korean brother? Oh, my gosh, dude. Call him yeah, the, 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 the great kimchi or something. That's who we got to. That's who's going to bring balance to the, to the frog. <laughs> <laughs> so wait a minute. Let me understand this. You're not going to have to end up tweaking some stats or some some ability stats or anything, right? Like I don't think so. If you're the champion for too long and it becomes obnoxious, maybe maybe we fudge it. But I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, you are based on. So originally you weren't originally you just had high stats. Um, but I did want you to be a boss character. I did want you to be hard to beat. So I did just give you uh, the stats and moves of Roman Reigns, who in this game is uh, like a power level 99, Sweet. Uh, which is the highest that is in there. Yep. Now, Power level doesn't mean you're going to win. You can have a lower power level and win like crazy. You can have a higher power level and just never win a match, but it does help. And you having the highest stats possible is going to, in general, favor you at a pure numbers level. But I I mean, Kyle fought you at this level, but it was a non-title match and he he beat you yeah that's right um so you, it's not like it can't be done it just hasn't happened in any official capacity just yet yeah. and uh you, you need someone with the you know someone with the matching power 
So <laughs> take it to take him. Yeah. A new era. You're still up there. Um, now, Garrett and Kyle did. Uh, Garrett did not succeed in taking your title. Kyle managed to hold on to the Dragon Beef Championship. Kim, unfortunately, did not dethrone Kristen. Kristen is still the women's uh, title holder. Yeah. Um, but Garrett and Kyle did end up losing their tag titles to uh, Randy and Patrick. Oh, my Lord. So uh, we got a Randy Jordan, Patrick Beja team uh, that are now our new TMS tag champions. Whoa. When did Joss join the roster? Did I miss this? This was this was Jocelyn's debut. Uh, she, she joined as of this event. That's got great. her in there. That's great. Love it. Oh my gosh. And you have, you have those blow up car dealership balloon things. Yeah. This game's nuts. Like, what are they even doing over there at 2k? She wanted a lot of glitter, a lot of positivity. So we gave her Bailey's old entrance when Bailey was just all about good vibes and yeah. gave her all the glitter and. Uh, that's what we that's what we got with Joss. So should have given her a unicorn horn or something. Uh, it's in the game. Mm. I just didn't think it looked very good, oh, okay. but I did consider it, it, it. There is a unicorn horn in the game. She loves the so, unicorns. Could have been done. Didn't pull the trigger on it, but it was a fun event. Really good event. I heard uh, just to uh, humble brag for a moment. I heard that when it went live. It was the, I mean, not that this is a crazy competitive scene, but it was the number one stream for WWE 2K. Nice. Well done, dude. Again, it's not like it's the heaviest competition category in the whole world, but it did get a lot of eyeballs on it. It was a lot of fun. We had a good time and, uh, Number one is number one, man. Yeah. All all the matches were insane. So that's always good. The, the biggest squash of the night was you and Garrett, but even, uh, Garrett put up a decent fight. Um, yeah. He stole your finisher, which was really good. Weird. He stole the the yeah. TMS, which I'm still not 100% sure what it stands for. It's a spear. So it either stands for the morning spear or the mighty spear, but we just call it the TMS. Oh, wow. That's perfect. Uh, that's how you beat people. Yeah. And uh, Garrett did it to you, but you kicked out and <laughs> hung in there. So That's great. Love it. What about, ti- what about Tiger Machete Slice? <laughs> it could be could be what well, in a world where it could be anything it could certainly be that yeah why not why not okay, well that's great uh i heard real good things about the stream this week wednesdays are i'm always swamped so i couldn't be there again but um not live anyway but i always like checking these vods out this looks awesome oh my gosh carter how's carter doing she doing all right. Carter's doing. She's doing good. She was the first one eliminated on this. Uh, she was eliminated by Monica, and Monica cheated to eliminate her. She put <laughs> her feet up on the ropes for the pin, which is an illegal move. Yeah, you're not allowed and, to do uh, that. And she did that to eliminate her. So we might have a Monica um, Carter grudge match next week. Uh, you know, Carter not gonna just let that stand that she got eliminated in such an unfair fashion. I love how the ref is somehow supposed to watch three different <laughs> pairs fighting. Yeah, the ref, poor ref really couldn't get it. And he had to keep going from both sides because someone would pin over here and then someone would pin <laughs> on the other side and he'd have to sprint over there to try and count over there. It's just chaos. It's just absolute chaos. It is. I love when they use props like the big old ladder, but they really don't use it. They just shove it in there and then they kick it around a little, but nobody really uses the ladder for anything. It cracks me up. These robots, man. Uh, good stuff as always. Loving it. Can't wait yeah. to hear more. 
Uh, keep your eyes on the uh, the, the Craftless Rogue, both uh, live stream on Twitch and the archives on YouTube. Also, Craftless Rogue on YouTube. Uh, uh, I also played Transformers War for Cybertron. Gosh dang it. Where did uh, Oh, you already had this. That's why you played already it. already had it. So Bastard. I installed it and I played it. And you know what? It's a really good game. It they is. They don't make games like that anymore. And it, what a fun game that is. Just you get in, you're immediately playing as Megatron, you're immediately running around, bossing people around, shooting a big gun, turning into a tank, like, and you just run down hallways and you blow up robots and you sound cool and then you finish a level and then you know what you do? You play as Starscream. And then you just run around and you blow more things up and you turn into a jet and they tell you not to go places, but you go there anyway because you're Starscream and nobody's going to tell you what to do, even when it's not a great idea. And it's just a cool freaking game. And the only thing I kept wishing as I played this game was that they would make a new one of these or just remaster properly and bring these back out because these games are so flipping cool. They deserve to be played and they deserve to still be relevant. So I'm with Hasbro find the hard drive, put these games (laughs) out. These games are freaking rad. I loved my time in this. I'm actually going to keep playing it. So I had so much fun. Somebody in the community sent me an email and said you can still buy these for 45 bucks or something for a steam key on amazon and they work so you can oh, buy yeah you can buy steam keys at certain sources i don't know about others than amazon but amazon's definitely one of them and i was so tempted to do it now you're just gonna make me do this aren't you 45 seems a bit steep for it seems like a lot age. yeah for a 360 but, era game but still yeah you might try g2a normally it wouldn't recommend a site like that because Sometimes yeah. they're stolen, but um, but if for, they're not gonna put the game out, right? Yeah, right. That's exactly I mean, right. It's either do that or you know sail the high seas, and that's le- which is less ethical, you know. So crap. I want to play it. Looking at it makes me want to play. It's so fun. Look at that. Look at Starscream hovering. Then he goes into a super jet mode and flies around. And mm. Yeah, you just press a button and you transform. It's so good. I'm doing it. Yeah, I like the no bullshit. You can transform business yeah. that these like these particular games do it's just it's just i think the sequel to this does it even better where you kind of charge into your moves a bit more but both are great you just transform quickly smoothly seamlessly yeah it's awesome and they, they do the thing it is in the michael bay movies I, I said it on stream i'll say it here too like just because i don't think those movies are generally pretty good except bumblebee like, doesn't mean that there weren't cool things in there. And they do the thing where if you're jetting around a Starscream and you transform, he falls to the ground but still has momentum. So he does that thing where he hits the ground as a robot and then oh, slides. slides. Yeah, and it's that is so a- cool. It's yeah. like, oh my gosh, this is badass. Yeah. Gosh dang it. Look, and you know what's funny? I went to G2A just to see what these were selling for. $322.90 for a code. Oh. Oh yes. my god! So apparently these codes are hard to get. I think I, maybe I do want the Amazon one. <laughs> we should stop talking about this game. We're driving up the price just by hustling it. Oh. Every time Core talks about the Transformer games, nobody can buy. More people have to buy it. Yeah. We're creating demand by typing it up. You're not wrong. But it's so good. Like I and that was the other thing when I put it on my list. I was like, 
I feel a little bad hyping up a video game that people can't go and buy. Yeah. But if maybe you're like me, maybe you bought it on sale at some point and it's sitting on your hard drive. And if it is, you should play this game. It's not revolutionary. It's but uh, it is a it's just perfect at what it is. It's just an action game. It's just a run and gun and transform and do cool things action game. And it's really good at it. Yeah. These, so confirmed Amazon has them for 49 bucks. I might just do it. This looks now like, that you've seen that they can be $300. Yeah. No kidding. Right. This seems cheap now, but look at the, look how, uh, why am I so excited about this shit? Because giant robots that turn into vehicles is super cool. Yeah, but should I just wait now, for... Keep, keep in mind, like, because I didn't end up playing it, but I did log in when we talked about it. I downloaded it. All the multiplayer stuff, including co-op, all offline. Yeah, it's all off. I don't care, though. So, I just want to... Yeah, I'm just saying it's, you know, it's... Less of a value, You're, you're playing just for the campaign, and while well, I agree with everything John said, it is, you know, dated. It's not like you're... This is like... Red Dead Redemption one charging Red Dead Redemption one for fifty dollars. <laughs> oh, more uh, on that well, later. Yeah, more on that little uh, <laughs> nugget later on. Uh, all right, uh, Ori in the Blind Forest. Let's finish it out with that. That's a great game. I love that game. Yeah, I'll just mention it. I was looking for something to do with my son. He was just kind of all he really wanted to watch was uh, actual fire trucks with their sirens on driving on TV and I can only take so much of that in a day. Mm. So I was like, Hey buddy, let's learn about video games. So I turned on the Xbox and I needed something to play where he could just like, cause his hands don't even reach around the controller. Like he can't, even if he knew what he was doing, he couldn't do it. His hands are just too small. So I just needed something where he could push buttons and there would be an interaction. And so I just put Ori in the Blind Forest on because it happened to be installed. And he sat there and he made the characters run left and run right and jump. And he got really excited about it and had a good time with it. And then I started playing a little bit of it. And uh, that game is really good. Yeah. Love it. If people talked about Ori and the Blind Forest the way people talked about Hollow Knight, <laughs> I would understand it. I wouldn't be confused like I am with Hollow Knight. I uh, would go, oh, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. I, and granted, I haven't played a lot of it. Everybody says Hollow Knight gets really crazy and good, but uh, and I barely scratched the surface of Ori and the Blind Forest, but... Like, I was immediately like, this game's beautiful. This game has an incredible soundtrack. It plays well enough. Um, I I will concede, I think, Hollow Knight controls a little better. It's Mm. a little floaty and weird with Ori. Like, the very first hold A to make this jump is, like, actually kind of hard to make that jump, and that's weird. Yeah. But, uh, like, this game is just impressive as hell looking and just really gorgeous on every front and uh i had a I had a good time with the little bit of time i spent on it and my son enjoyed it and i didn't have to listen to fire trucks for a little while that's good so nobody that's nobody wants that something uh all right we are going to take a break now you might say to yourselves oh geez we still have martha and everything no we did it early so we're going to go straight to these little news bits after the break and then we're going to do a voicemail which we have to play today it's real good And then we'll zero things out and say, hey, we're good. We did a show. So come back, everybody, after this little break. We're all going to go pee and get drinks and that sort of thing. You should do the same. And we'll see you in a minute. Okay, we're back, everybody. Welcome back uh, from the break. Uh, Thank you for your patience. We're going to dive directly 
and immediately into some additional news items if I could just find the damn button to push. Uh, Red Dead Redemption is back. The first one, the one everybody wanted a PC version of all those years ago. The the OG, well, not the OG, that was Revolver, but Red Dead Redemption is an amazing game, and I mean, there is no two without it. So get stoked, sort of. Uh, it's 50 bucks, and it's coming to the Switch. So there's that. And, they and did the PS4. And, and PS4. the PS4. Oh, and PS4, like, of all things. PlayStation yeah, it's 4. It's coming to none of the consoles you wanted it on with none of the bells and whistles you expected for $50. And not even a PC. Congratulations, gamers. We did it. And not even a PC version mentioned. The thing people yeah. begged for all those years ago, and we don't, we're still not getting it, which really yeah. sucks. Really sucks. It's like better than nothing. Yeah. But it ain't much better than nothing. No, I would rather them say, uh, here's a 60 frame per second version of 2 <laughs> on the PS5 and Series X, finally, because they still haven't upped that, that frame rate. And they don't. there's no reason not to. They just haven't. They should do it for free. But anyway, it's all lame, and I don't love it. Uh, 10th anniversary of Papers, Please happened, and it got a D-make and a Game & Watch version, too. I love this. You Lucas go. You gotta see this. Lucas Pope is one of my favorite devs ever. I love this guy. One of my favorite indie devs. And um I can't believe he made this. Like what's he even doing? <laughs> it's also eighty percent off on all this all platforms. So if you want a ten year old game that is still great, still amazing, perfect for a meeting you're in, like a long phone me uh, like Zoom meeting. Oh man, papers please will. Uh, that'll get you. Although you may screw up some stuff in there because you're not paying attention fully. But That's anyway, okay. it's great. Uh, is there a video of this Game & Watch version? Let's see. No, I think it's still in development. I'm, I wasn't 100% clear if it's in the game, but it looks like it's a real device. I'm not... Yeah, I can't tell if it's just a render or what that is. Um, the the video is I'm, the I'm game. scrolling through here. No, you can play it. You go to a website. Oh, is it a like a? It's a web player. It's like in a browser. Oh, where's the link to it? Okay, D make, run game. Here we go. Let's get oh. some sound out of it. Oh my god, this is great, Lucas. Approve. Oh, there's approve and deny. Oh, this is too Next. good. This is too good. My name is Stefan. I'm from. I missed it. Next. <laughs> oh, no, this is Deny. From Kalinchika. <laughs> this person's denied. Bye. This is too funny that this is even a thing. I'm going to just say approve. Oh, that's not her. That's a different guy. <laughs> this is all right. Well, this you thought the Baldur's Gate thing went long. Now we're just gonna play this yeah, game I'm and watch too. version of Papers, Please for the rest it's of it. Pretty, uh. It's pretty clever. Like they, someone programmed this. You know what I mean? Like why I could make a game and watch and go. Like it'd be hard, but like I could. It seems achievable, is what I'm trying to say. Like it's like, oh my god, this is cool. It's cool. I love it. It's a great and, way to yeah, celebrate wow. this uh, venerable indie title. So, uh, grats to him on the. Uh, oh, and it's called years. LCD, please. Oh, oh, that's even better. Oh my lord, that's pretty great. Um, all right, real quick, I wanted to mention this. It's not that big a deal, but Atlas Fallen was a game I was pretty excited about based on previews and stuff. Uh, it's out now, and some some reviews are pretty positive about it. But overall, like on Steam, it's getting kind of ripped. A new butthole. 
uh, bums me out because it looked like it was maybe going to be the Final Fantasy 16 combat with, uh, I don't know, maybe Elden Ring open worldness, the sort of thing. And instead, it's it's not it's neither of those things. IGN gave it a seven. Not bad, but it sounds like it's kind of average. So just putting that out there. Atlas Fallen, maybe not the thing we are all hoping it would be. Uh, Quake 2 remaster in the works. They are going to do a single-player expansion and cross-play and more, as well as remaster the game. If you're a Quake 2 fan like me, you should be excited about this. And I am. I'm very excited. Not Quake. Did I say yeah. Quake? Yeah, Quake, not Doom. Quake 2. Uh, <laughs> Quake 2. Yeah, I love Quake 2. I love Quake 1. I'd take a whole Quake, just a complete Quake reimagining, which maybe that's coming too. I don't know. But uh, yeah, if you, you get your Quake on, everybody. It's coming. Quake 2. Um, another note here. All the PS5 controllers are down to uh, 49 bucks, usually $75. they are on Amazon. I recommend grabbing them before they end the sale if you want an extra controller. Because okay. 75 is a lot. Controllers are ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Especially so. these. They got all the DualSense shit in them. And I get why they're more, you know, for all the guts they have. But this would be the time to grab it because that's 35% off. And all the cool, the cool, well, not all, but many of the cool colors. The cool red one I have is on here. The, uh, where's the, there's one with like camo. That looks pretty cool if you're into camouflage. 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 Sabotage. Anyway, if you're a PS5 owner, you need an extra controller. Now's the time to spend that money. Uh, Stardew Valley's getting a cookbook. That's adorable. Yeah, no images, but uh, in 2024, pre-orders on Amazon. If you like Stardew Valley and like cookbooks or know someone, you know, know that someone who's not close enough to you that they wouldn't be disappointed by a cookbook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's one you way know, of putting like it. a cousin yeah. or a sibling, but not like a loved one, you know. Sure. And who also happens to like Stardew Valley. Like my brother got me the D&D cookbook. It was a great gift. Yeah, Beautiful. the the I'm sure War- this is going to be a nice one. The yeah. Warcraft one's really cool too, isn't there? A, there's a Final Fantasy one too, right, John? There is Final Fantasy fourteen. One's really good. Yeah, I've really, heard good really things good. about that. Did you know? How, did they tell you how to make um, broiled chocobo? <laughs> they might. They although like it's surprising. <laughs> chocobo dogs. Yeah. Chocobo or hot cho- chocobo. Is it chocobo or chocobo? I need to know. You can kind of say it however, but I would, okay. if you don't want to look pretentious, I would yeah. say chocobo. <laughs> okay. It sounds like an instruction for someone to assault me. Oh. Chocobo. Chocobo. Oh, chocobo. I see what you've done. Yeah, yeah. that would work. And finally, Valve is now selling refurbished Steam decks for uh, a lower price and same warranty. So I would have no problem with that if I was buying a you Steam deck. You want a deck that's been touched, but yeah, it's fine. still seems to work? They clean them as up. As long as that used smell is on there. What's mm-hmm. the discount? Do we have that handy? Uh, 20% is what I saw. It's not bad. Not what I confirmed. How do you get a refurbished one, though? I didn't actually look. Like, what button do you press? I think it's on Steam, and it's a separate listing. Or maybe it's on the main Steam Deck listing, and then you choose refurbished or something. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, Steam. Yeah, see, I'll buy one There's now. There's a certified refurbished button in Steam. Uh, they right. are currently sold out on the 64 gig. That's 319 US. The 256 gigabyte is 419 US. They are in stock. And the 512 gigabyte is 519, also in stock. Uh, certified as of this recording yeah and that's a big drop from 649 for the untouched ones (laughs) 
That's how you got to look at these. They're touched or not touched, I guess. Uh, yeah. I'm sure I, they sanitize them, right? Oh, yeah, of course. I, the, I've never, I, usually from a reputable source anyway, refurbished are fine. Apple does really good refurbs. Um, Google does that with their, their Pixel line. I think it's fine. If you're looking to save a little money, there's zero. And it's all warranted the same. So it's, if you have any problems, you're good. I wish handheld mattered to me more. They are cool. My Oh, this is weird. Your billing agreement with Meta has been canceled. No, great. This must be spam, right? Do you have a subscription with them of any kind? I definitely do not. From your quest? Tell them not to write into Core anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll do it. I'm on it. That's a weird email to get. I think I'm getting scammed there. Okay, well, I won't answer it. Um... Uh, let's do some core correspondence. That's a good question. We got a voicemail today that I think is interesting. And, Bo, I think it's kind of aimed – well, no, it's aimed at everybody. The email's for you. The text is for you. This is for everybody. So uh, we'll, I'll let the caller explain, and then I got some follow-up for it. Okay, so I'm playing through Diablo 4, and I'm playing Barbarian in the new season. And every time he talks, I'm like, dude, this has got to be messing. And then after a while, I'm like, no, I think this might be Clancy Brown. I think that's his name. And then I go to look up the voice. Dude, it's neither one of them. It's some ding-dong name. Uh, what's his name? Here we are. Ray Chase. Weird. Totally sounds like Metson, though. Love the guy. I love, this, love the show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> love that call. Oh, my goodness. I love when a lot to uh, calls peter out at the end. Like, yeah. start so high energy, and by the end are just like, it has, it has fallen but apart. It's, it's like his mouth tripped over a chair. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely one of my favorite things that people do is when they just fall down on the exit it's so good well i'm gonna play <laughs> some uh samples from the barbarian and we can see if he's up in the night or not about these okay, sound like medicine see. so here you go this will be your last stupid mistake i apologize I, aid would be welcome i can kind of hear it i can hear both i can see why someone would think medicine and i can also see why somebody yeah. would think clancy brown yeah because you're not far off from the are you ready kids yeah <laughs> i can't hear <laughs> like you can hear that turning into that yeah. and that was clancy brown so yeah. you know it's right in the same wheelhouse yeah it's pretty good but your uh, your your voicemail was awesome sorry about what yeah uh, i i i think it may, maybe a little harsh to yeah. call is it ray charles Ray Charles. Ray Chase. Ding dong. Oh, you were. Yeah, he called Ray Chase a ding dong. But the, I think it was this ding dong. <laughs> I think he's just like, being well, like, hey, it's not who I thought it was. And, you know, I think he's a ding dong in the same way that Scott hates anybody that's in a Resident <laughs> Evil game, even when they're like actively helping him. Like, yeah. you know, Luis will be like, here, Leon, you're going to die if you don't take this. I got this for you. And Scott's just like this asshole. Because he oh, sucks. Wait, I, I sort of <laughs> like, the worst. <laughs> he just I doesn't s- like him. He's just the I worst. see a little bit why maybe they say ding dong, but I mean it in a nice way just because he looks like, you know, he's a bit of a Dorcas Malorcas kind of style looking character. Like, not in a mean way. I, I posted a picture of what he oh, looks like. Oh, is this the guy? Yeah. So, you know. Oh, yeah. He is a Dorcas Malorcas. Clancy Brown looks like a badass in real life. Chris Metzen looks like a pirate. Like,. You know, they, they then you see this guy and you're like, no, he's your barbar- barbarian. Yeah, he's your barbarian. Yeah. I'm sure, but I'm sure he's great. Still harsh, but like maybe I, I you know, I mean, he's I clearly voice for Remnant too. Yeah, he's great. a good voice actor. 
There's nothing wrong with this guy. This will be your last stupid mistake. See, that's what he would say to you. He's guile and street fighter six. Like, like, for comparison, like the barbarians, you know, I mean, they don't look like barbarians. That's okay. That's just kind of our bias when we watch things. Like, when we watch Vikings, we expect everyone to look like Vikings. But voice actors don't have to look like anything. They can look really different than their characters, right? Yeah. But, you know, these are the sorcerer's voice actors. Sorcerer's kind of exudes cool. And these two headshots kind of got some cool dude vibes. I mean, you know, a little bit more than the... Let's listen to You know what I mean? I don't know. No, I, I I I feel you. How about let's listen to Guy talk for a sec? This same guy. Uh, this is from Street. No Fire. holding back. This is a war, and I'm ready for you. Yeah, that's Guy. That's a good. That's a great Guy voice. Yeah. yeah, that's got that like Captain America quality. Yeah, you know, it's a good vibe. I think it's all right. Let's see what else Here's he says Lilith. here. Oh, he was Nick Fury in Midnight Suns. Oh, really? Ooh, he was good yeah. in that. I like Nick Fury in that game. Got to get back to that too. Ah, Baldur's Gate. That's all I'm playing right now. All right, uh, that's it for your voicemails. I do have a quick text here that came to 801-471-0462. It's the exact same number that the voicemail came 10 to. hams, everyone. Yeah, 10 hams. Oh, everybody. my gosh. I'm sorry. I have to stop you. Uh, this Go. voice actor, now certified badass, uh, I found the most important role that he has ever played. All right. He played Purry Purry Prisoner in One Punch Man. Amazing. <laughs> 10 out of 10 now. Great, great uh, the best. Furry, the absolute best. Prisoner. I want to see Purry Purry Prisoner. So I can. I've seen One Punch Man, so I will probably know this. Oh, that guy? <laughs> yep. In the, with the ball and chain and everything. Yeah, the guy who always strips off his clothes. <laughs> Goes full naked and then angel wings pop out of his back. Weird. And he's called Periphery Prisoner. <laughs> That's great. Hold on. Let's see if I can find a, a voice sample. Uh, well, the videos are all wrong. <laughs> Maybe he's not a popular character. I mean, John loves him. Clearly, you're super no, into Purry Purry. How, how do people not get excited about Purry Purry Prisoner? Well, well, I haven't seen One Punch Man. Oh, here he is. Okay, let's see if we can get some audio out of this guy. I've never heard of him before, but we're going to find out. I'm the Class S hero. Puri Puri Prisoner. You surprised I know. I check up on all the boys who catch my eye. I'm serving a life sentence because I can't seem to control myself. <laughs> That's the same guy? It's like, hi, I'm the Diablo 4 barbarian. And also this. Wow. That's so good. That's great. I've learned something, too. I didn't know that was his name. I've seen that show. Or that series. Or that anime, I should say. Uh, you know, it's got a guy that punches once and then people are dead. Oh, uh, there's gifts just readily available in discord of them. Great. I can just send these to you while we continue. Oh, good. That'd be great. I mean, yeah. you, I, you owe me for all those, uh, Shrek things. So it's perfect. Yeah, he's got a lot of muscles. Um, okay. Here's that text, uh, Bo, this is for you. When all you right, load up Yakuza, away. like a dragon, it says real Yakuza use a controller question for Bo. Is he a real Yakuza? I feel like Bo favors keyboard slash mouse. So I'm generally curious from Shanna fan. Well, Shanna uh, fan, I'll let Bo answer that for you. Do you ignore the message and play with the keyboard? I'm, I'm a real Yakuza. Oh, all right then. Look at you I, with the I controller. Like a real Yakuza. Yeah. It's funny. It's the only game that makes an issue out of playing the controller. I was like, there are a lot the where they'll say times, I'm like, I'm going to keyboard and mouse this. And I'm like, I don't feel like a real Yakuza. Yeah. And you know, I, I want to make Ichiban proud, Ichiban proud of me. So sure. 
Yeah. There are a lot of and games. It also allowed me to sit in a different chair, more comfortable. Oh, that's so I, good. I, yeah. That's good. But there's a lot it of also, games that'll say, you know, controller recommended or whatever, but those guys really go out of their way to, to tell you because they want you to feel bad, you know? The controls are not, they don't require mouse and keyboard. You're not, you're not losing anything. It's pretty no. one-to-one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's no fidelity to be gained either way. No. So. You don't need uh, one through zeros uh, slots or anything. It's just... No, and sometimes, like, I got a chair behind me, a comfy love seat, so it actually allowed me to get rid of the normal office chair seating and do some comfy love seat sitting, which is great. Comfy love seat sitting. Yeah. I like the way that rolled off the tongue. I like that a lot. Comfy love seat sitting. That's hey, like you guys, there's some. we have some good news. The good news is a bunch of patrons joined us this week, and that makes me happy because uh, we lost a couple, and I want to see these new faces. This is great. You guys are filling in those slots and then building more on top of it, and that makes me very happy. George Reddick, Scott McKeon, uh, Molly Fanton, I know her, Yo, sorry, Yoy Ochani, uh, Mohammed Sheriff, and Chad Thomas. Look at these guys. Stepping up to the bar, guys and gals, and making it happen so that we can keep this show not only on the air, but keep all of us uh, making the show. That's really what we need. And you'll never get commercials. You get like an ad-free thing. Oh, I got to do this tonight, but the uh, Spotify has a deal with Patreon now where you your your Patreon-supported feed without ads and everything is now available on Spotify, but but natively. You don't have to go paste something in there because up till now, they haven't allowed you to paste in a custom feed like most players do. But if you love using Spotify and you and it bugged you, you couldn't do that before, well, now you can. It's some integration, and I'm going to just turn it on tonight. So watch for that if you're awesome. a Spotify user. That's actually, uh, that was me listening to podcasts. I like using Spotify. and Oh, there you go then don't like getting ads that's right so this is the perfect for people like you so uh watch for that that's happening also there's pre-show content every week that you'll also get it through that same feed and monthly benefits uh like uh host specials like john's gonna do for the month of august mm-hmm. all right watch for that right. <clears throat> bowl the after that in september then it'll be me and i can't believe it's already october by then that's insane to say that out loud but hey here's here's where we are in 2023 and and, and i'm just counting down nine more episodes till till i'm no longer at my full-time job which <gasps> only I'll, nine I'll, like the only nine more episodes to go i'm just looking forward to it i want to do something special for the core folks what will that patrons. episode be let's find out i've yeah. asked some requests for a vr check get together yeah. Uh, Hardcore WoW will be out by then. Maybe we'll do an event. I don't know. I want to do some cool shit with my, with my time for you guys. So let's see. If it's it, October 12th is my last day. 12th, and that will be episode 387, just to give people an idea yeah. where we'll be. Yeah. That's cool, man. I'm very excited for you on that front, and it's because of your support. So get over there, patreon.com slash core show, and keep the fire burning. Frogpants.com slash core for everything else you're looking for. And now the microphone gets handed to Grandma who catches us up on what we played this week on Core. Hey, you made it to the end of the episode. Congratulations. And you're wondering, what the hell were they talking about for so long? Well, it was Baldur's Gate 3. Mm. They probably didn't say the title enough for you, but they talked about it for so long you had time to figure it out, Sherlock. (laughs) So, it's Baldur's Gate. But they did play other things. Scott played I Am Future. Yeah. It's a parody of I Am Legend. That's where the name comes from. It's a story about vampires. Uh-huh. Charlton Heston was in the movie, but it was called The Omega Man. Yeah. Uh, but then Will Smith was also in an adaptation. That was called I Am Legend. Yeah. This game was called I Am Future. 
And then he also, Scott, the next two things he didn't play, but he talked about them. It was Viewfinder and then The Expanse. Yeah. John played WWE 2K23 again. He played Transformers War for Cybertron. Don't get too excited. You can't buy it. And he played Ori in the Blind Forest. So you could play that if you wanted to. Uh, we didn't even ask Bo what he played, but that's because all he wrote was Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> so if you're wondering what yep. Bo didn't talk about, it was more Baldur's Gate 3. Yep. <laughs> that's right. And if you guys want more, if you want to know more about Lake Run, bug Bo. Bug him about it. You know, poke Yeah, him. yeah. Well, that's that's what the nine weeks is for. We're going to get back to learning God. I want to make a game, God damn it. Yep, we're making it. Happening, watch for that. Let, um, uh, in the interim, go to go to our Frogman's Discord, check out the, the indie dev channel. Oh, They're yeah, dude, in there. so much cool stuff I'm, and happening in there. Also, there's other cool things like that channel has so the core channel we have every day, people are doing that guess, guess the dot game competition where everyone tries to guess game from games from screenshots. Oh, there's yeah. the golf game everybody's playing, they're getting posting their scores up there. Uh, what was the third thing? Well, anyway, there's a ton of stuff. Go over there and check it out. Frogpants.com slash Discord. You'll just get right in. All right? Piece of cake. We'd love to have you. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week with more tales from the coast of D&D. From the border. Sword, sword Coast. You're, you're, <laughs> sword Coast on Faerun. That's what I meant to say. And then also Battle. Uh, battle. Always put Battle in front of uh, Baldur. Battle, Battler's Gate. Ba- battle Gate 3. All right, that's it. Thanks, everybody. We'll be back next time with more, and we'll see you then. Get more at frogpants.com. Puny! I am strong. I am virile. I am... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.